it's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gunn. Together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer, the Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In The Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOCNation. Hey, this is a Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In The Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there, too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Resnick. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Dylan, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty. 
Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Works, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included... General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Dangerous Danny Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive free content includes past interviews with huge names like Paul Hogan, Jesse. Listen, this is Kevin Sullivan, the Prince of Darkness. I'm in the room with Brady. Brady, go get me this. Go get me that. If you don't, Brady, I'm going to go to your house and I'm going to knock down the door. And you know what? I'm going to do to you, little dog, don't you, Brady? So come back in the room right now with me. Ha, 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 As I close all these extra windows that seem to have uh, popped up here on my display. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, welcome back. I'm excited to be here. Joined once again by the lovely Kathy Fitz. What's going on, Kathy? Not much, Brady. Just shoveling my little heart. Yeah. Out. You're just what? Shoveling. Shoveling your little I got my little well, heart out. It sucks, don't it? Yep. Alrighty then. Uh, also joining us, the one and only maestro of professional wrestling, Papa Stro. How you doing, my friend? Oh, I can create I can here. Stay warm. <laughs> it's been horrible. <laughs> Absolutely horrible, but uh, <laughs> things are fixing to get a lot better. It's the highlight of the week right now. Uh, also, uh, Matt, Matt Grimm on the line, Matt. 
I was surprised you actually uh, said that you liked the WWE pay-per-view. It was uh, refreshing, for sure. Uh, yeah. Not just to hear you do it, but, you know, the fact that it was good. Uh, hey, I, it was it, it was better than watchable, which for them is uh, is a bit of a tall order at times. But they pulled it off this time. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, actually, we joined in us a little early. We also have uh, Ray Bogus. Ray, what's going on, dude? Hello, men and Miss Fitzpatrick. I'm with Matt. Hello. That was actually a fairly... I don't want to say it's, it, it, it's, I mean, it's not, it's not going to go down as one of the all-time great rumbles for some reasons that weren't even necessarily in their control, but, right. you know, if you watched that, it didn't feel like you could have done something better with your evening. You felt okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I was on board with it. I was. Um, I, I'll tell you what, it did strike me as odd. Uh, I thought the women went above and beyond. I, I thought that they were incredible. Uh, but it really hit me how young the women's division is and how the focus is on youth and, like, you know, what's coming up. And for the men, uh, Matt, they're <laughs> 40-year-old guys going at it, you know? They're already. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't uh, get it. You know, I, I think both divisions have problems that are long-term problems that are in front of them. I think the short version of this is that the women – they need to find a way to establish characters outside of Charlotte Flair and Bailey. And they need to find a way to actually create characters that are interesting because the talent is there, but the interest in the characters is not. Um, That needs to get fixed. With the men, it's just as you said. I mean, like you had Mustafa Ali earlier on in the night talking about how guys like edge of the past and they take spots from younger guys like him but like yeah i know he's a heel but like i legitimately did not care one way or another when when people like him are eliminated because the company has spent years defining these people down to a level where it feels like no you're you're at a level where if you're lucky you'll maybe win the u.s title someday or the intercontinental belt and you'll have it for two months and then it'll be off of you and you'll never sniff anything again and yeah, that's just kind of the like, yeah, like when Edge won, going into it, I was like, who's going to win this tonight? Like it does nothing really right. seems to make sense. It didn't feel, it felt like it was a year too early for Big E to win it, and and who knows if we'll even be talking about him next year at the rate that you know, with these issues that we're talking about. <laughs> but he'll crash and um, burn. That's a shame. Yeah, and then when Edge when Edge won. I was like, and my immediate reaction was like, that's awesome. And now, well, you know, and I'm still thinking that's awesome, but that's part of the problem. Like, I can't think of anybody else in that match who I would have been more excited to see winning. Um, here's what I think, uh, why it worked. And I'm curious what you guys think. And, and not just you guys like the panel, but you guys at large as well. I'm going to invite you to call in 914-338. 1885 is the call-in number if you want to check in tonight. And like I said, we'd love to talk with you. This is supposed to be the most exciting time of the year for wrestling between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. You know, it's 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 supposed to be that good and, and that captivating and that exciting. Uh, here's where it worked, Kathy. I, I think it worked uh, because they went back to 
what they know works. You know, you're able to insert an edge in there. You know, you put edge in there. And obviously, regardless of the limitations that he's going to have, the people are excited to have him back. You know, it was a, a very nostalgic kind of show in a lot of ways, uh, you know, between Edge and then, of course, you had Goldberg. But you've got two very strong champions, you know. And right now, the best thing you can do is come up with compelling matches for each of them. And I, I really like the way things are headed, especially Stroh, if they go the way of Edge and Roman Reigns, which is what they're talking about. Well, um, with uh, Edge winning the Rumble, honestly, that would be the only match I would be invested in watching would be him and Reigns. Yeah. Him and McIntyre, I just, I just don't, I I don't really care. I don't really care to see that, honestly. I I just Um, don't get, uh, I don't get the feel. Yeah. No, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I. I hear you. I hear you. Ray, I'm curious what you think, but I, I don't get the feel with that match. I feel like uh, nobody can really benefit because if Edge beats McIntyre, then you just destroy everything you did with McIntyre. Uh, Reigns as a heel, at least you can kind of regroup with that. And Edge, I mean, you didn't have him this come, far, come this far to not win the belt. So there's a couple of things that, that kind of go into this. Um, I am with Stroh. I don't I don't see the appeal in a Reigns McIntyre match. I think I think putting him with Edge is the only way that that's necessarily interesting viewing now. Now I think later down the line, I think you can make McIntyre Reigns interesting, but as of right now, I don't think in the in the what two months ish that we have mm-hmm. until WrestleMania, I don't necessarily know if you if you can make something both interesting and believable and to the magnitude that it should be for WrestleMania in whatever form WrestleMania takes. A couple of, a couple of thoughts kind of coming out of the discussion that you guys started. Number one, um, I am tentatively excited about Edge winning the, the Rumble. I would have preferred to see Biggie win it, and that's not just because I am a Biggie, uh, I'm a Biggie fan, um, but it, it's just that I think I think long term you kind of want to stop making those ridiculous faces. Um, I am I, I am of the mind that you don't necessarily want to have the Rumble go to a guy at the point in his career that edges sort sort of the way you didn't want to see Mr. McMahon win it. You know that that didn't that didn't really do much of anything for anyone. I am tentatively okay with it if they know that there is going to be a crowd at WrestleMania and they are going to get the the atmospheric and crowd factor payoff that they missed out on a year ago because you know that's what they're going for. Mm-hmm. And if they're going into this sort of crossing their fingers and hoping then I think it's a bad move because all you're doing is wasting a Royal rumble on edge for a payoff that track record says they would take a third swing at next year. Um, as for the women, Matt brought up something interesting and it's, it's such a weird problem for a company to have, but I suppose it's not one that's all that uncommon. He's right. They need to make the women into characters and, 
to make them characters that are compelling. And they've shown that they can do that. They did it with Charlotte Flair. They did it with Bailey. They did it with Becky Lynch. And, you know, I would say of the three, only Becky is, is like the truly sort of like, you know, develop. You think of like a Hall of Fame wrestler. I would say she's probably the only one who's like up there as far as that talent level goes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Bailey or Charlotte. Oh, Mm -hmm. don't mm -hmm, mm -hmm, me. Um, (laughs) The thing is, is that if you look at the, if you look at some of the women on that roster that maybe, you know, don't quite have the character development that you would like to see, mm-hmm. the best thing that creative could do is just get out of the way. Sasha Banks should be an absolute rock star, and she's just not. You're real happy every time she comes down to the ring because you know the match is going to be good. But, like, if you said like. If you said describe the character of Sasha Banks, I couldn't do that the way I could describe, you know, a lot of the wrestlers of the past. I could describe Kurt Angle's character. Right. I could describe Yokozuna's character. What about Sasha Banks wears the the Kanye sunglasses? It's um, it, it's interesting that you bring that up. Uh, I was actually watching a couple documentaries today, and we actually have a couple callers in the line. Uh, caller number one, I'm going to get to you in one second. Just hang tight. Uh, but I was watching a couple documentaries today, guys, and uh, one of them was the Yokozuna one, which was like, oh, my God, like, I could have, like, I'm still a little choked up about it. I, I always thought he was, was really awesome. cool, and, like, it was it was sad, you know? It was sad to see the real uh, Yoko and, and to see what he went through. Uh, I don't know if you guys got the chance to check that out, but if you did, uh, if you, I'm sorry, if you didn't, then uh, you definitely want to. It's on WWE Network right now. Uh, the other one was the Liv Morgan one, and, and that's kind of the point that you had brought up, Ray. Uh, Liv Morgan, um, when Paul Heyman took over writing for Raw and she was in there and they brought her in and everything, um, they told her that they wanted her to just be open-ended, Ray. They had no concept for a character. They just wanted her to go out there and just be nothing just be everything at the same time. And to me, it struck me as like such a horrible idea. But, I, but Matt, uh-huh. I can't help but wonder if that's not like what they do with a lot of these women. I, not just the women. I think they do it with the men. It's just, just yeah, go out there. Just, just go it's out like, there and be, be, what, yeah. be what you think we want you to be. <laughs> it's like, it's just, it's like it's, the character it's development. It's yeah, it's like the character development. It's like the, these wrestlers are being portrayed by kindergartners, and that's like the base level of understanding. Like, 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 uh, like uh, Mustafa Ali. Uh, is it Mustafa Ali or Muhammad Ali? Mustafa Ali. Mustafa Ali. Mustafa. He um, he he's angry. He's angry at Kofi for costing him a shot because he got hurt, and that has driven everything to this point. He just keeps repeating the same point over and over again every show. It's what, was, are you going to do something about it? Like, yeah. Like, if that's what's bothering you, what are you yeah. going to do about it? You're going to create a, a substandard Look, group to, to, to kill the dark matches. Right. Well, one of the things I got to say, guys, the, the, the women. All right. Uh, four-way I, stop. Uh, Stro, you go. Then, Matt, finish up. Oh, I'm so I'm sorry. I, but I got to say, you know, with, with, with that being set aside, I, I, the women's Royal Rumble match uh, was just over the top. Uh, show stealer tonight, and the uh, the, the promo that um, 
Bianca gave afterwards. Uh, you know, it was so refreshing to see a heartfelt promo from the heart, and I like a, a scripted promo, your typical deal. I mean, it was you can tell it was genuine, and it really hit home and hit the moment. And um, it was all, in all, in all, the women's world rumble really hit a home run. I think, in my opinion. Uh, me too. Me too. Uh, go ahead, Matt. One of the like, when Ricochet came out last night, they, they one of the it was probably Cole it said something to the effect of like like Monday Night Raw's like resident superhero, and when he said that I'm mm-hmm. like, what are you calling him a superhero for? Is it because he does lots of flips? Flippies, I'm like, and yeah. then and then and yes. in the same it, like within like a ten minute time frame of that, here comes the hurricane, and I'm like. Look, is is he kind of a comedy character? Yes, but if you sit here and call him a superhero, I'm going to know exactly why you're saying that, especially as somebody who, you know, watched it 15 years ago when he was on regularly. Yeah. And yeah. it's just it's just the the lack and I mean Hurricane was never treated as a main event guy in WWE, but he at least had a character and you at least understood who he was and what his motivations were. And it, it's you funny. Just look at the modern yeah. crop of guys, and they don't have that. They don't have it at all. It, it's funny. It's funny, and it's going to lead to our first caller, actually. Uh, but I never thought I would pine for the days of the early 2000s people. You know? right. <laughs> Not even the attitude era, the, the ruthless aggression era, because at least like <laughs> right, they had an idea where they were going with everything. Yeah, yeah, 2003. Uh, give me Edge. And that's what WWE gave us. And I'm going to go to Kelly first, Kathy. Uh, I, I know you'll be excited to talk to her. Uh, my my, my uh, incredible girlfriend is calling in to talk specifically, I believe, about Edge. What's going on, Kelly? <laughs> I'm still in this thing. It's a little bit of conversation. No, I, can follow it, you know. I can follow, like, a little bit of it. So. <laughs> Anyway, hi. How y'all doing? <laughs> and hi, Kel. Um, How's it going? I'm not, <laughs> going all right. I'm not in. I'm not in any yeah. way um, remotely a wrestling fan, which is fine. Breed and I have lasted nearly eight years with <laughs> that being. <laughs> she she just okay. watches them all with me, Matt. She's not a fan. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. No, yeah. No, not I know. Really. Yeah. <laughs> Don't watch. Like, like most fans. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, Kelly, you had a rant. You you had a rant about Edge specifically, I believe. <laughs> Not to put you so, on the spot. All right. So here's so here's the scene. As most of you know, like I'm an educator, so I've been working hard to try to finish my lesson planning up prior to dinner. So after dinner, I can have an hour or so. Even if I'm sitting in front of the TV, I can you know grade papers. You know great stuff while I'm, you know, kind of sitting there on the couch chilling out with, with Brady and, you know, the TV. So I'm trying to work on that. So <laughs> first of all, we watched like that Liv Morgan documentary, whatever you call it. And I, the only thing I'd say about that is she looks exactly like Alexa Bliss. Were they trying to do it like an Alexa Bliss? Like, I don't know. Repeat. Brady <laughs> <laughs> so, didn't agree with me. Not the wrong that, but I certainly think she looks like Alexa Bliss. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, I'm just playing. Go ahead. That was the first comment, and then the second <laughs> comment is, you know, we're watching. I guess what Brady, the recording of SmackDown is that what it was? I don't know. Uh, Raw. <laughs> yeah, we, we fast forwarded through Whatever, the matches Raw. on Raw so we could get a feel for all the angles. I don't angles. even know what the hell we were watching. I just, <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, 
you know, like I know a little bit about Edge. I know Edge is like a really old dude, you know, and so from watching this. Um, you called him the Edge for the first I'm year. Watching, so I'm trying to grade papers on like, you know, Google Classroom while I'm watching this. And yeah. it looks like to me like the match between the Edge and Randy Orton lasted about three minutes. And then all of a sudden, just out of the random blue, there's the possessed Alexa Bliss chewing on something stuck in her mouth that oozes black. Exactly. Like, that's probably because tell it, these please. are. Keep Kelly, tell it, these, please. That's a developed character. So these are these are probably cool parts that can't wrestle anymore. And all they can really do is go, in a, go at it for about three, four minutes before they need oxygen. That was the only rant that I All had. Right, Brady, I have a question. <laughs> Go ahead. I have a question. You've been, so you've been dating Kelly for be good. years. Be good. Be good. Nutty and, ears. And, and this, is, this is the best phone that you can get her? The best phone? We have our own why cell phone plans, sir. Why does it why does it sound like she's calling from the bottom of the sea? <laughs> you are a terrible boyfriend. <laughs> I'm sorry if it sounds like I'm calling from the bottom of the sea. I do have an older iPhone, you know, it's an iPhone eight. I don't know if that's the problem. <laughs> 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 so I well, no, I don't what, Kelly, I don't blame like you at all. Problem. You're so nice to, to to come on this show and put up with our idiocy. I, I, I put the blame like on her. <laughs> oh, if she documents this, it's 100% like good for community <laughs> service toward a future crime. I, gu- I guarantee you, if Kelly decides tomorrow that this isn't going to work between us, uh, which would be a horrible thing for me, by the way, um, I guarantee you that this call could be uh, one of the leading factors. So, no. <laughs> probably not. I'm kidding. <laughs> you should probably have not come to play before that. <laughs> probably not. Uh, come on, Brady. Yeah, you have no, plenty of worse qualities than this phone call. <laughs> You're crappy in a lot of different ways. Don't sell yourself short. Yeah, well, I, uh, K- Kelly, you know, Edge is old. Randy Orton is getting up there. You're, you're absolutely right, but. And Goldberg, too, is the other one. Um, I actually felt bad for Goldberg on Sunday, which is something that has never happened to me before. He looked so out of place in a match that had to have more than three moves. It it was absolutely horrible. And uh, granted, I'm not the biggest Goldberg fan anyway, but I just – he just looked to me like about five steps behind Drew McIntyre the entire time. That's at least how I perceived it. Um, Maybe – maybe – if you're going to be older and do this, we stop just relying on the name value and actually go with people that can actually go. Thank you for the call, by the way, Kelly. I love you very much. <laughs> you're welcome. No problem. I love you very much, too. I got to get ready to go to Have bed. Have a good though. night. <laughs> I know you do. I know. I don't want to keep you. I don't want, uh, Tuesday night, Matt, I usually sleep in my own back bedroom back here because, uh, you know, I'm so amped up. I I would otherwise be well, going to bed at four in the morning, in the morning and that's morning, not that's good. Why. Yeah, yeah, that's understandable. Because you're up till one or two in the yeah. morning. That's why. 
One might say I'm edge-isled instead of exiled. Oh, oh, you're edge-isled, right? Ah! <laughs> bump. Take care. All right, bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you, Kelly. That was something. That was nice. She's the that best caller nice. we've had in a she, while. She really is. She absolutely she is. is. She is. Brady, did you notice that I got video? I did, yeah. What's going on with that? You decided to uh well, I no luchador you know, mask or nothing. No, no luchador mask. I'm just I'm just here out about, you know, just uh just appearing on the on the tube, the YouTube. You know, for all the for all the YouTubers to uh to see. And I figure we don't do anything that inappropriate on this show anymore. You know, we go ahead and, and just sorta just sorta uh, uh make the show complete. Make the show complete. You know, I to to get us back onto onto what we were talking about. I you have a good point when you when you say if you're going to go with some of the older guys to go with guys that can actually still go. But you would think that WWE would have learned that years ago when they did the Chris Jericho angle with the WWE legends, and the only one who could walk was. Uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And yeah. So, so the, the the fact that they have it tells me they're not going to. And and Saudi Arabia as well is the other one. Like uh that, that Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Triple H Kane uh fiasco. Uh and and yeah, Goldberg good. against Undertaker. Yeah, there's many instances of this now, uh where they rely almost purely on name value and Back in the day, if they were relying on name value, they didn't necessarily put you in a, a, a featured main event match. Right. You were kind of, you know, you were kind of almost like a, like a pre-main event, main event kind of match. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But if they're going to, if, look, they knew. They, they knew before the night of that match that Goldberg is running on three-quarter speed. Mm-hmm. You, you have to be smarter about this. No, I think they handled it as best they could given the circumstance that they put themselves into. But you have to, you have to be smarter about that going in. I, I agree. I, I, you know, it, it takes um, kind of a level of common sense, Matt, that I feel like has really been missing for a while, quite honestly. Um, well, I think that... Yeah, I mean, he's, he's what, yeah, a 50... Is he 55-year-old man? Something like that. Is yeah, that and no, he granted, he's Jack. Yeah. But he never had the most... At least that stroke, I, I, I say this with no disrespect, of course. I, I know you're close with him. Um, I, I never really felt like he had the stamina of a lot of the other guys. And that's why his matches tend to have to be five minutes long. I mean, I'm wrong there. But to put him in, I, I, I guess it worked in that, like, Drew McIntyre really kind of bolstered his name by beating him so easily. But, you know, at what point is there no longer value in having Goldberg there? <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, you can consider how old the guy is now. I mean, he's definitely going. I mean, back in the day, he 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 was just a beast. He was a monster. Yeah. 
Yeah. And 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 now, I mean, I mean, age catches up with everybody. It, it, it's just fascinating to me how people will complain about Goldberg, but Edge wins the Rumble, and everybody's like, "Oh yeah, I wonderful. know, it's funny. It's funny. Yeah, what 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 a, what a contradiction that is. But uh, I just, I just, any, I guess, anyhow, yeah, anyhow, Goldberg, um, and just and. You know, taking it for somebody that was there when he was in his prime and his streak. I mean, he was just amazing to watch. It was it was, it was awesome to witness. But now, of course, you know, like if our time catches up with all of us, and it, it's great to have people make appearances for nostalgia's sake, thing and right. But there's a young, young, a great younger talent pool right now, just itching and clawing at the wings to climb up that ladder and get that exposure. And and I I just feel like at times they're being robbed. Me too. I mean, me too. Um, even even as far as like the Royal Rumble goes, like it it struck me as odd. Um, it struck me as odd, Matt, that uh, that Edge would be the guy to win it uh, just because of the age and all that. I understand the storyline that they wanted to do, uh, but Edge didn't need the title to do that comeback. And furthermore, Edge could have still challenged for a title without winning the Royal Rumble. It really didn't matter. Um, I feel like that was a spot that they probably could have given to somebody else. But with that said, I just full circle here. You know, who's more compelling at this point? Exactly, and there is therein lies therein lies the problem. Um, like your two other top guys who would have made for good winners already the title holders, and. Like, I, I, think I know AJ people Styles. are going to be divided on. Yeah, I mean, but he's a heel, and heels never win the Royal. Well, rarely win the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know. So I don't necessarily I just, think. I, I, I think they've kind of done this to themselves. I mean, they put themselves in this position where they have all the talent in the like uh, that you could ever want employed under one roof. But they've never buy the Liv Morgan thing you said is a perfect illustration of it. It's like just go out there. We don't really have anything specific in mind for you, and just go out there and wrestle. And when yeah. you do that, you, no you don't have char- You don't have people that the fans want to invest in. And like Stro was saying, I, look, you say what you want about Goldberg, but in his prime, he had this explosive quality to him, and he was compelling. Now, not maybe he's not everybody's cup of tea. But you, nobody can really deny that he had that. And Edge has been compelling for pretty much the entirety of his career in in different, you know, different forms of different takes on the character. Like, who does WWE have that's matching that right now? I, I mean, you could argue maybe Styles to a point, and maybe Brian to a point. But like beyond that, uh, you're the only other two guys who have that are already holding the, your two top titles. So, Matt, a couple of things to piggyback off that. Number one, I think that if you, I think it's wrong to, I think, I think you, you're alluding to it, and and Stro was was a little bit more direct with it. I think it's wrong to lay kind of the dud that that match was at the feet of Goldberg because you guys are right. When when he was in his prime, Goldberg was for whatever criticisms you had of him, he was compelling. And and his his matches again, whatever criticism you want to levy at them, 
they they were matches that you needed to see. That being said, I think that Goldberg was set up to fail by WWE, and it's because of his age. Goldberg is, you know, he's 55. He's no mom's age. And, you know, that's... Almost my age. Yeah, I mean... Uh, <laughs> um, you know, to, to put... To put a burden on him the way they did with the way they built and booked that match... That's not the fault of Goldberg. That's one of those things where, like, if you set an expectation that someone can live up to and they don't, then that's on them. But if you set an expectation that someone can't live up to anymore or couldn't live up to to begin with, that's on you. And Goldberg's knowledge and his character, none of that stuff changes. But, you know, Stroh said it best. Father time catches us all. And... Goldberg has been running for a while now. So to put him in a position where he is asked to somehow become younger, that's at the fault of WWE. And the character development is too. The way Matt has been wording his phrasing here is interesting and I think highlights a problem. Um, you know, they, they told with Morgan to go out there and be, and then the way that it was worded, uh, the way it was worded, our discussion was be who you think we want you to be <laughs> when instead. And then they threw her out there for the wedding angle. Correct. With, with, no, with, no, with no direction. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> now here's the thing. No direction. You're, you're a okay. lesbian now. Get it's out a, there. If, <laughs> 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 you're from New Jersey. <laughs> I'm kidding. New Jersey. Yeah. I'm yeah. kidding. But the, prob- <laughs> the problem is then is that going out there with, with no or little direction is okay if your instructions are be who you are. Yeah. If you tell someone, go out, go out there and be who you are in your natural state, then you will, by definition, be compelling. And one of the criticisms I've, I've levied on this show for years is that the, the wrestlers in WWE, they don't speak like humans. There's no human being has the diction <laughs> that WWE wrestlers have when they're giving promos. And that's because call center, call, call center yeah. people write their promos. Call center people write their promos. Yeah. The car warranty. If they would be told, go out there and be who you are, yeah. not be who, be who you think we want you to be, the character development, they would, creative wouldn't have to, but they wouldn't have to develop characters. Fine, they suck at developing characters. They wouldn't have to if they would tell people to just be as they are. I, I, um, Matt, uh, Matt, I, I find it ironic that for years, uh, the criticism that we threw at WWE was it was too scripted. You know, uh, just everything had to be right. written out ahead of time, memorized, uh, not nothing candid, nothing spontaneous, and you can throw that at the feet of the talent if you want. Uh, certainly, uh, there's a difference between telling Liv Morgan to be herself and telling Stone Cold Steve Austin to be himself, uh, two totally different worlds. Especially at this Correct. point when you've spent no time. Uh, you, you may have improved Liv Morgan in the ring, but that doesn't mean that you've improved Liv Morgan's personality in terms of being able to amplify the best parts of her. Well, that came out wrong, because uh, she certainly does amplify the best parts of herself in a lot of different ways. But I mean, in terms of actually amplifying the personality. I saw the eye roll there. 
I, I saw that. Um, she's she's <laughs> she's not very good at amplifying her personality, and that's a problem almost across the board with this roster at this point. Glad you couldn't see my eye roll. <laughs> she amplifies. It's okay. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it, so it's interesting. Again, nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. Um, let's go to the phones, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to bring on. Um, ugh. Ugh. <laughs> What's going on, Harry? Harry Barnett. Once, twice. All right, forget Harry. Hey. Let's go to. Hi, Harry. Let's go to the Skype caller. Maybe it's not Harry. You're on in the room. What's going on? All right. Two for two. We're looking good. Uh, let's go to Rad Boy. <laughs> Because we know he's going to be there. He's been sitting there oh, all night. He's always there. Yeah. Uh, and, and by the way, WWE told Rat Boy to be himself, too. And this is what, uh, uh, if if they did, <laughs> this is what we would get. That'll happen. Yeah. Well, what's going on, Rat Boy? I bet the app went everybody's faces. Let's give it up for Carlito. He finally made it to the WWE once again. You think he's going to be the new MVP? No. I think so. <laughs> I'd say no. But he okay, looks jacked, there, man. He looks like, Matt, he looked like the GameCube version good. of himself. <laughs> he really looks yeah. good, you know. I, 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 think he, I, think, I think he could go a long yeah. way this time. I hope so. Who knew apples were good for you? I was yeah, seriously. Oh, I can't wait to bite into an apple. Here. Yeah, I mean, candy bars because I thought that that was what was good for me. <laughs> Go ahead. I, uh, I, I got some. Uh, I, I, I got Go some notes before I get into my Royal Rumble stuff. Okay, because I. Oh, good. He's got I a list. Copied, yeah, not, not a list. Okay. Let's say. Rest in peace, uh, Dustin Diamond Street. He passed away to 44. Screech, yesterday. yeah. Yeah, poor Screech. <laughs> oh, he was yeah. great in that yeah. Hulk Hogan show, by the way. Celebrity Championship Wrestling. If you guys remember mm-hmm. that show, it was amazing. They just had like a God was, like, I think Brian Nobbs and um, who was the other one? Do you remember the other coach? They were Hulk Hogan's friends. And, like, they each had a team of celebrities. And they trained them how to wrestle, like, tough enough. And then they did, like, their own little show. And Screech was, like, the best on it. Yeah, Jimmy Hart was coaching yeah. along. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Jimmy. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Rapper. And before anybody saying anything, okay, no... John Cena will not be at WrestleMania 37 this year. He's not going to be there. Yeah, I saw that. I don't want to hear nothing. I, I don't want to hear nothing about John Cena. I I do find it funny that all these years, you know, kind of, and I'm sure a lot a lot of it was like of a work nature and everything. But like, I find it funny that um he would criticize The Rock that much for basically choosing Hollywood over WWE. And he went and did the exact same thing. 
Almost to the T. Just not as successful. Whoops. But he's uh, on that path. He's on that path, though. Yeah, but he's not. And this, I can't believe I'm saying this because it's not exactly a high bar. <laughs> he's not quite as gifted in the acting range. <laughs> you think he's as good as Batista? I think he's as good as Big Shaw. <laughs> that was a great Netflix show, by the way. <laughs> well, what right. was what was the movie he did? Columbus or something like that? I don't remember that. Wasn't he? He did well. He did the one with Goldberg, the Christmas one. Knucklehead. Knucklehead. Knuckleheads. Well, that was a WWE film, wasn't it? I don't know. Yeah. I know. I know he did a few. Like he was in that Adam Sandler movie and. Cena was know. good in Bumblebee. I never saw Bumblebee. Yeah, yeah, that was a good flick. Bumblebee was. Yeah, I, actually, now, is there anything like uh, a of B all, movie? Of all the Transformers movies, that is by far the best one. I know that's not exactly high praise, but that's the best one of all. Of them. Yeah. Excluding the well, cartoon, you mean? Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, look, Orson yeah. Welles. Oh, you mean on. like the, re- the rebooted? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I only saw the first one, and I wasn't that much of a fan, so I never saw another one. Bumblebee, I kind of felt like I would rather see any of the, the other cartoon. ones. Yeah. Okay. Bumblebee well, is I'll, fun. I'll maybe Rat Boy, like Rat Boy saying John Cena's not I mean, WrestleMania because he can't see him. <clears throat> maybe. Yeah. 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 Well, Rat Boy probably that. about to talk about Bumblebee tuna. Bumblebee tuna. No, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm about stuff. to talk about. Uh, I got a good Bradley, question for you guys. Off, okay? I, I got a good question for you first, though. I need to know, are you solid white or chunk light? Take a solid white. Me too. Chunk light is like cat food. Yeah. That's why I give it to my cat. All right. Cause they like it. That's why I thought you might eat Wait, the chunk The question light. is, who is the oldest to win the Royal Rumble? Well, Hacksaw is. I think he's the oldest. Nope. Because cause he's in like his 60s now. Might nope. even be Hulk Hogan is the oldest. Nope. I thought you were asking about the oldest person alive that won the Rumble. And I would say Who it's Hulk Hogan or Hacksaw. the oldest person ever won the Royal Rumble? My joke's falling flat. I know who it is. It's Edge. Oh, uh, it's McMahon. 53 in 1999. Oh, that's right. Bowen. That's right. But Edge is Bowen. Bowen. No, Edge is 40. Bowen is Edge of 47 of age. Yeah. Then, then it he comes still triple H. a pretty H. decent career in AEW. Then, then it comes triple H. Then it comes triple H. What does this matter, though? I just seen it. I think Edge did uh, beat the record for the Royal Rumble for the time being in the Royal Rumble. No, no, not even close. He didn't even break an hour. Maybe okay. I break kid Shawn Michaels had that record. Okay, let me let me say about the female. Here comes Kane. All right, fine. 
Yeah. Tell us about the females. The female Royal Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> I was so happy the way they laid everything out on, on, on everybody, you know, the lineup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I loved That's a good every, point. every person that came out, especially yeah. Victoria. Mm-hmm. I loved every Victoria person was there. Mm-hmm. Victoria mm-hmm. was the I think Victoria was hot. And she still got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she is a developed and character, as they say. Yeah, I'm telling you. The last time I seen her mm-hmm. was back in 2000. Mm-hmm. Oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, she she still looks good. Yep. But the person that really looks and... fine was Elisa, was Elisa Fox. <laughs> Here comes Kane once again. <laughs> Rap boy, you, know, you brought I up the point in the chat. You brought up the point in the chat, and uh, I, I did notice it uh, that Bianca Belair's feet actually touched the floor. Of course, none of it matters because uh, we've had numerous people where their feet touched the floor over the years, and it doesn't matter if that's not the story that they want to tell. So it is what if it the is. Yeah, I know. It, it didn't happen. <laughs> Stone Cold taught us that. He threw. He he. he he uh he he got eliminated. He ran back in and threw Bret Hart out. I loved it. Yeah, my feet touched the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh hell no! <laughs> All right, <Rapper. laughs> and, and, and Alicia Fox, she won the twenty four seven belt. All of a sudden, she lost it, and all of a sudden, now we got Reisenberg got the belt now twenty four seven. Yeah, joy, joy. I'm sure. I'm sure our uh, truth will win it back this week in some sort of a segment. Yeah, he wasn't even on this week. So, uh, Ratboy, who's uh, who's Bianca Belair going to challenge for the belt? Alonzo Blaze. Um, that'd be amazing. <laughs> that'd be amazing. I was hoping. Uh, I want. I want. I want. I want to say Oscar. Oh, that's the same person. Never mind. <laughs> What'd you say? What did you say? China? I said Oscar. Oscar. Okay. And I think it's going to be the opposite of that. I think she's going to challenge Sasha Banks. But uh, we will see. And, and, and another point is last what is night. Somebody. Last night I noticed something. Last night I noticed something. Okay. With Nikki Cross and Alexa Blitz's match? I noticed something there, too. <laughs> Alexa Blitz had a stunt double. That was a stunt double on her. Mm-hmm. Okay. They, you yeah, know, we may need they you one more time. They're bringing her in at the WrestleMania. <laughs> Alexa Blitz's double. Her twin sister. Oh, All right, Earl Hester. Let's try this again. And and in two weeks, you're good. in two you're weeks, I'll be, I'll be right here on the VOC Nation in the room. The ice cream man Zoom with you guys. It's see no evil. He's got the hook. I'll be on Zoom with you what guys, showing off my brand new teeth. All right, brother. You smile brightly then. Where's the real hand to take Rat Boy away? 
Take care, homie. Take care. Uh, Listen, uh, we're going to take a commercial break right now. We'll get that out of the way. Uh, 914-338-1885. We still have a couple callers in the line, and we will get to you guys in short order. Uh, This is In the Room on the VOC Nation radio network at vocnation.com, and we will be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is a sister, the Doctor of Style, and you're listening to VOC Nation. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at nine. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star, Stro Maestro, Cassie Fitz, Matt Grimm, and you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with history, the voice of choice, and killer can wrestling. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Dylan, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. On Wrestling With Problems, we deal with two things, wrestling and problems. On the wrestling side, we cover the major fads as well as the indies. As far as problems go, we cover our problems, American problems, and world problems. Sometimes the problems are even related to wrestling. Every week, comedian King David Lane and wrestler, promoter Chris Best discuss the best and especially the worst in the world of wrestling with a heaping dose of comedy. Check us out live on VLCNation.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls, and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, VOCNation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein with the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, here you get, get nasty. 
Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Works, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included... General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Dangerous Danny Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter, at VOC Nation. Hola, this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali. To let you know, you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro, talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls, and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation.
Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Since 2012, HIC Talk Radio has been bringing you the best of independent wrestling and wrestling on the worldwide scale with interviews and other segments now featuring the wrestling historian with Craig Legon every Thursday night at 6 p.m. at VOCNation.com or go to your Android or iPhone and type in VOC Nation Radio Network and subscribe to the greatest wrestling podcast network in the world. Listen to HIAC Wrestling Podcast today. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact. Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez. And former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern. And, of course, In The Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And, by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. Hola, this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali. To let you know, you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. The Worldwide Radio. I got to tell you guys, it's going to take a long time for me to get used to just generic free music, but uh, apparently that's the way the real world works, and that's what I got to do if uh, <laughs> if we don't want to get sued on YouTube. So uh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, let me remind you, by the way, we are streaming on YouTube as well, not live, but you can check out the archived version of the show. You'll see my face. Uh, you'll see Stro Maestro over there. You'll see Ray Bogus. Uh, in the flesh, he looks thrilled to be here. That's what I expect, and uh, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's where we are tonight. Of course, nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. We're talking Royal Rumble Fallout. We're talking a little bit of build up for WrestleMania, and I want to talk about the Super Eight for a second as well. Uh, but before we get to all that stuff, Stro, what do you got going on this week, man? What's the what's the movie of the week? <laughs> 
this Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern <laughs> Standard Time, WCW Retro on DOCNation.com. And topic discussion for this Thursday night will be greatest cruiserweights and junior heavyweights of wrestling. So uh, be sure to tune in to that. And then this Friday night on my horror sci-fi show, The Stro Zone, at midnight Eastern Standard Time on my official Facebook page, facebook.com slash Joe the Maestro. Uh, this Friday night's feature will be Phantom from Space in the 50s, so please tune in. Very cool. Ooh. Now, the 50s ones, those really are the best. Uh, <laughs> amazing era. Yeah, amazing. The, the, the 50s and the 30s, just really your two, your two kind of top eras for that. Something about not having all the special effects, you know? It just... It just seemed cooler. Well, yeah, you had uh, to you had to create you had to create suspense through mood and character development and camera angles. Yeah, like WWE used to do. Remember when they did that? I do. I do. They did remember it twice would, during their fifty-year period. Three times. Maybe. Remember, remember when they would create suspense for the match? Uh, they create. Remember how they created suspense for? Um, for the match at period. WrestleMania, at, for the re- match at WrestleMania three, by showing kind of the Iron Sheik walking away from the tag team match, rubbing his bald head. <laughs> huh? Huh? Yeah. I really only just wanted to bring that up because that's I, exciting. I like, well, I like to work in an Iron Sheik reference, you know, at yeah, least yeah. once or once or twice a show. You, you know, it's funny. I see all these people on social media. Uh, because um, apparently that rapper something bunny was it wasn't Easter Bunny it was a, was it Sea Bunny Bad was Bunny it, uh, Bad what was bunny. it Bad Bunny How why stupid did, is why that Kathy, Why was Kathy the one who knew that Yeah Is it is it I wrong to the show Is is it is it wrong that uh I was more impressed by Kevin Federline Like is that wrong No No Okay <laughs> But I mean, no, apparently I just, he's a big deal. I, I had I never heard of him. Well, see, my question is like, Kathy, are you like secretly plugged into the rap community? Gangster. No, he did the rap thing with uh, Booker. Yeah, oh, that was awful. Did. That was awful, by the way. The real video. Okay. Was good. Okay. Yeah, it's I didn't see the real video. together now. <laughs> the, the real video was pretty good. The one they did you... the other night was horrible. <laughs> yeah, I believe this is all coming together. I'll, I'll have to see it. I, I will have to see it. Um, because the one thing that I saw at the Royal Rumble was horrible, and I I know I'm going to get yelled at, guys, and and uh, you can know that for a fact because we're going to bring on Derek actually who in a lot of ways is probably going to help save this show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're, talking, we're talking about the, the bad bunny, that, that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, who I are never you one of those of. people? Are you one of those people, baby? No, I don't, I don't care, don't know, but I thought the performance, his performance made me not want to see him ever again. Like I, I thought Kevin Federline blew him away in terms of like what well, he actually did. Is is the thing. Um, I don't think there's ever been a good musical performance on wrestling, so I don't know why people are surprised when they're bad. They're never really good. Um, Kid Rock wasn't bad. Oh yeah, 
You mean when he had all the divas walking out to distract you from the fact that his performance was bad? That <laughs> well, one, that not time. only that, but they no. also did the Lonely Road of Faith thing. Now, Derek, yeah. what about uh, what about Liberace's performance at WrestleMania? That was good. <laughs> when he kicked it. I don't think I was born yet, but I've seen it. Um, I guess you can't mess up a leg <laughs> kick with the Rockets, right? Isn't that what he did? He did the, the Rockets thing? Well, are we allowed to have the Rockets anymore, or is that is that somehow – or, like, is that banned? <laughs> no, why would the Rockets be <laughs> Why would it be banned? Be <laughs> well, because we're not supposed to sexualize people anymore. Oh. No. Yeah, no, WWE I, hates sexualizing people. <laughs> I, um, I've um, i seen one, well, after I finished working like a madman the last couple of days, I um, I hate the snow, by the way. You feel dollar bills again, falling from this guy. Yeah, but if it never snows again, it'll be too soon for me. But, um, <laughs> I, 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 catching I the train. Yeah, I saw people going, you know, <laughs> I don't know who he is, and I don't listen to Bad Bunny. Um, I know who he is. Um, he's he's a fairly big deal, but like I saw some fans going, this is stupid and blah 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 blah. I will say this: for all that he did with his performance, I watched him on Raw um, and WWE. They're using somebody who has a name. They're using him the right way because you're taking him yeah. and you're putting him next to a, a guy in Damon Priest who you want people to care about, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah. Like I, as long as they're using him like that, I get it. Um, as opposed to, you know, the other channel where Shaq is fighting Cody Rhodes. And it's like, well, Shaq, you could use Shaq to give shine to somebody else, and it would work that way. I, I was going to say better than how AEW is using Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Poor Snoop. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, oh, God. But, um... I, um... I, yeah. It's... I, I, Here's my thing. I, I, I thought, um, I, granted, I'm out of touch because I didn't know who the dead bunny was. I got excited because I thought uh, Cher- Cherry, uh, what's her name, was going to be coming in. You know, Cherry Bomb. But she's the bunny on AEW, and I just assumed that's what they were doing. Oh. Um, okay. I was wrong. Uh, talk about needing okay. to introduce more developed characters. We're talking about developed characters tonight, Derek. And uh, I, I was watching, well, first of all, I watched two documentaries today. Uh, one was Yokozuna, which um, just blew me away. Uh, I always liked the guy. I always thought he was kind of cool. And um, just getting to see all that backstage stuff with him and, like, how he was and, like, how everybody loved him and stuff. It just, it was such a touching documentary. It was so great. Yeah. Um, and I recommend people check it out. It's up right now on the WWE Network. The other one I saw, Derek, and this was I thought kind of funny, is uh, the Liv Morgan thing that she did back in November. Uh, oh, yeah. And it's funny because after like a year off of television, Paul Heyman had an idea for her return. Mm-hmm. And when he brought her into Raw, he said to her, I want you to be undefined. So mm-hmm. they gave her no idea, no idea what to do. Be like yourself, be different than yourself, whatever. Just go out there. And by the way, you're a lesbian breaking up the wedding. That literally was the only <laughs> advice that they gave her. And, and, and I thought it totally showed on television. Um, these women, and, and I, I, um, for all the jokes that I make, a lot of these women are very underdeveloped. 
in terms of like the presentation. As opposed to like yeah. the guys who are like the established guys, it's like bam, like bam, like they don't have that anymore. There's not I don't know. It's 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 well, it's why, a weird thing. That's why I can understand why Vince pushes Charlotte the way he does. I mean it's it's annoying at times. But she looks like a star. She feels like a star when you see her on television. Like if you were turning the channels and Charlotte came out, you go, Oh, she's somebody important by her presentation. Um like I said, a lot of these women are just wrestlers with different outfits on. And some of them, I think, if you gave them the opportunity, they could show personality. Like a Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan, they could be different than anything else they have on television, but they don't give them the time to show that character. So when they come out, it's just, oh, it's Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot, And that's the end of it. Um, I think this way it would help if the women maybe had their own show where you could kind of let them develop characters on that show. So when they got on Raw or when they got on SmackDown, you would understand, you know, like what's going on. Like Shotzi Blackheart. I like Shotzi Blackheart. But yeah, most people don't, don't understand why she comes out in a tank. It's like, well, why the hell does she have a tank? Is she tank girl? Like, like most people don't understand what's <laughs> going on when they see her. And you have to let her tell her story right. to get that through. No, it's true. It, it's true. And especially a lot of the younger talent, they just haven't invested that time in kind of making them stand out. I said it's one thing to uh, tell Stone Cold Steve Austin to just go out there and be himself. Mm-hmm. It's another thing entirely, Ray, to tell Liv Morgan to go out and do that. Well, the thing, I, what I, I think the difference is, I don't, I'm not necessarily sure that that's something you can't do to Liv Morgan. The problem is that you have to say, go be yourself. And then you have to then accept it's the character that comes yeah. from that. And like, <laughs> right. you, can't, you can't say, you can't say go out there. Yeah. You have, to, you have to say go out there and be you or go out there and be the anti you. Yeah. And one of those works. You can't just, you can't say go out there. Like that's even Stro would struggle with that. <laughs> if, if I'm booking a show and I just say, hey, Stro, if I say Stro, go out there and be who you are because I want to book him as a face. Yeah. And he's out there and he's the genuinely nice, personable guy that we know he is. That's a compelling character. And if we right. say Stro, go out there and be the anti you. And, you know, he's a raging jerk. That's still a compelling character. But if I just say, hey, Stro, we booked you in a match. Go out there. Well, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know what he's doing. Right. I thought it was funny yeah. that Paul Heyman would say that. Uh, you know, Stro, uh, yes, be actually yourself. It's happened to yeah. me a few times. <laughs> <laughs> I, believe I believe it. But it's like, hey, Liv, go out there and be yourself. And by the way, be a lesbian. Like, all right, <laughs> come on. Yeah, like, what but I'm not, a, yeah, I'm not a lesbian. Yeah, I'm not a lesbian. I'm be yourself. Be, be yourself. Yeah. In other words, we want you to be a lesbian now. I know. <laughs> I mean, really, like, could you imagine, Derek, if Brady had come on this show at some point when we were regularly both on and we were the world famous tag team and there was a commercial break and he had said, hey, guys, um, I need you to be yourselves and also I need you two to be lesbian. Like, that would yeah. <laughs> Just throw off everything. Throw yeah. off everything. All right, yeah. Okay, Hicks, I guess we'll see what we can do. I'll give it a run. Speaking of... Speaking of being yourself with little to no direction, I'm going to bring on Tora now. Uh, what's going oh, on, Tora? 
What's going on? What's up? What what's up? Yeah, you called us. Yeah. What's up? Then I just watching the hockey game. <laughs> what's the hockey game? The blues hockey game. The blues game. and the the blues and the reds. Coyotes. My dumb ass for you fucking hockey. I'm about to say Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> uh, what you drinking tonight, girl? Soda. Yeah, there you go. Wow. Having a what do you got work tomorrow? <laughs> uh. Sorry. What, what's going on, Tori? Did you I like the Royal Rumble? <laughs> Did you like the yeah, Royal Rumble? Yeah, I watched Rumble? the Royal Rumble. It was full of crap. Oh. Why is that? Yeah, these fans would fold under questioning. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think it was full of crap? I thought it was full of good stuff. Me too. Well, beyond the Brown, except for Goldberg. Belair wasn't supposed to win that. It was supposed to be really Ripley. You on the booking team? Why what do you mean she wasn't supposed to? Would she go ahead and eliminate her even though she wasn't supposed to? She shot her. Right. After her feet touched the floor, they said, All right. We don't care that that. Bianca Belair's feet touched the floor (laughs) because Bianca just shot on Rhea and won anyway. That that, that didn't happen. Yep. Look, let me tell you something. I I came (laughs) on the show for months and listened to you and all the callers praise that Simbat. And bought Alexa Bliss for months after I month love her. after month after I month after month. That's and now the that fre- character. And now we have some fresh blood that can actually wrestle. Yeah. Imagine that. People want to say her foot touched the floor. You all have a bunch of haters. Is How it, about that? Is it? Is it? <laughs> couple haters. Is, is it haters. not possible to like them both? I like them both. No. It's Ding not. dong. Hello. <laughs> I like them both. <laughs> You can't like seasoned chicken and unseasoned chicken at the same time. It's a crime in most states, and they'll get you arrested. You can't like both, no. <laughs> if we're going to talk chicken, can we agree that the best chicken is barbecued chicken and that the best barbecued chicken is done with a sweeter Kansas City-style sauce? You didn't get no argument from me. I mean, I, I make my own sauce for the unseasoned chicken, so. That sounds Jesus really good, actually. Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Barbecue <laughs> The, uh, the whole thing, you know, you know that something is wrong. Mm-hmm. I got you. So who should have won? Rhea Ripley. Mm. Rhea Ripley. I would have been all right with that, but I was happy that Bianca yeah, because it it makes either sense. Or, yeah. She's the one that they invested in time on the main roster. I, uh, to me, you don't come in off NXT. And win the Royal Rumble usually. I'm sure it'll happen now because I said that, but it's not 
you're generally expecting somebody from one of the two brands. And you know what? It was very telling that the final two and the women's Royal uh, Rumble were two young faces from NXT, two brand new faces, yeah. and the men <laughs> was Edge and Orton. It's like okay, yeah, they could have been their the father. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. That's what I said. Well, part of the problem is um, WWE's for a while now. They've been really deficient in. I mean, they have the talent. Don't get me wrong. I think they're probably one of the most talented rosters they've ever had. Um, but they're having a really hard time making those wrestlers resonate with fans. Yeah. And that's why the ratings are down, and that's why people don't care generally. And that's also why they feel the need to bring in Goldberg and Edge and Shawn Michaels and Triple H at the drop of a hat because they don't have stars that the fans can relate to by and large. Uh, they do for the women, I think, more for them for the men. Um, but, it, yeah, that, so that, that's what they had to do. But and, that and you know, had that cr- storyline without having the title. Exactly. And, and it's crazy because if you watch SmackDown, SmackDown and Raw, they're like two different companies. It's like they're not the same yeah. company. Though they're completely different. Right. If, you look at, if you look at SmackDown, they do a better job of that because you have Roman and you have Daniel Bryan and you have Sammy doing this conspiracy thing. Not everybody's not <laughs> the same. And it, it kind of feels like, He's me. like yeah. <laughs> wrestling was in the golden era where everybody who was on TV, whether they were upper card, middle card, lower, they all had a reason to be on television. And that's what SmackDown mm-hmm. feels like. Raw feels like they just grab a bunch of names out of the hat, throw them on TV and goes here. And that's it. It, 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 like, it, it, doesn't, it rarely has direction. I can't even imagine um, another seven months until the draft with three hours of the wrestlers that are all on Raw. they got to figure something out to change things up. It just... Like, Damian Priest is already on Raw, and I'm dreading the fact that these are the matchups that he's going to get, and then he's just going to get them over and over and over and over and over again, like they did with Keith Lee. It's tiring. Tour, it's a golf. Ricochet spent (laughs) all summer fighting the Hurt Business, and now Matt Riddle has spent pretty much what seems like all winter fighting the Hurt Business. Before that, it was Apollo Crews fighting them all spring. And nothing changes. Yeah, it all stays the same. It's the same story with different faces. If um, you 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 know that uh, Mustafa Ali is going to be, uh, or Mustafa, is it Mustafa or Mu- uh, Ali? Mustafa. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. I, I know they pronounce it differently than I do, but then I get in trouble for calling. Kam- I call in, get in trouble for calling Kamala Harris Kamala Harris. So I don't know. Um, <laughs> I um. Yeah, he's going to be complaining about Kofi Kingston until Kofi Kingston comes back from injury. They went from... There was a period in WWE, right, where they they threw everybody... Like, they, they rushed everything all the time. Yeah. Everything was always rushed. They would, they would conclude feuds, start and conclude feuds on the same show. Um, mm-hmm. Now they drag things out for almost a year. It's the yeah. other extreme. So, keeping that in mind, if you think back 
a number of years ago. What is something that we all came on this show and we said we wanted WWE to do? Um, Where do I start? I, um, I wanted to John Cena and Brie, and John Cena and Mickey Bella porn on the WWE network to spike numbers. Oh my God, Jesus! Well, that, that's different. That's okay. <laughs> right. I'm kidding. I don't think I'm kidding, guys. I'm kidding. Sorry. Grotesque. Oh, really? Why don't you want to go on camera? I'll be here because I don't want my face attached to that. I'm sorry. That was my my opinion, not not anybody else. Dear God. I wasn't dirty Um, with it. Don't, don't, you know, continue going down that rabbit hole, so to speak. You know, the thing is. Thanks for the call, Tora. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for telling us that you were watching hockey, Tora. Love you, Tora. Added a lot to this. Love you, Tori. Um, we came on and said for years that we wanted to see WWE build longer feuds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're missing something though. They're trying to build longer feuds now. The problem is that is that they're not doing anything in the middle. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Mustafa Fafafa Ali is. <laughs> <laughs> Right. He's going to complain about Kofi Kingston from now Mr. until Buck. whenever Kofi Kingston bought it. Mr. Oh, that's what we're calling him from now. He's going to come out and complain about Kofi Kingston from now until Little K. You know, Sorry. From, from now, or Circle K, or yeah. Special K. You know, <laughs> he's going to come out and complain about him from now until Kingston comes back. If you think back, you know, you think back to the a perfect counter a perfect counter to this because they run parallel is the savage steamboat angle mm-hmm. and yes that was that was always there but in the meantime savage fought other people yeah he did other things a long feud doesn't have to be the only feud yeah and I'm sure that there's people in WWE creative, and if you're listening, take this under advice, because clearly you people don't know how to do anything. A character's arc does not have to follow a straight line, nor do the events at the beginning of the arc necessarily need to be present throughout the entire arc. A character can begin one way, develop over the course of a story and conclude at the place where they started with a different ending and a different perspective. Yes. That's what gives you your payoff. It also gives them depth. Yeah. That's, it, like, isn't that, and isn't that crazy how that works? Yeah. That yeah. by having a character experience multiple things and going through a variety of drawn, of drawn out prolonged experiences that have a variety of twists, turns, and outcomes, that it creates depth of character and therefore an emotional investment on the part of us, the audience. That's ridiculous how that works. <laughs> somebody, get, somebody get me into that creative room. But all, all kidding it's, aside, though, like, I mean, uh, Derek, uh, like Bobby the Brain Heenan, one of the things that was amazing about this guy um, is that he had his hands in almost every single angle. You know, like he mm-hmm. he had one guy feuding against this guy and – he would also at the same time be feuding against this guy. He'd have his own feud. Uh, his tag team would have, and he was like, he was like, he was coming out sometimes six, seven times on the show. In addition to doing commentary, it was crazy. Um, yeah. But what? 
it just showed you like how involved somebody could be, and like your direction doesn't have to be like Ricochet doesn't have to focus solely on Mustafa Ali. You, you can go in a bunch of different directions and still kind of circle back to that overarching angle, but that doesn't mean that that's always got to be the one-on-one match every week. Like, Brady got the name right. That was an accident. <laughs> but it's, it's like one of my favorite storylines of all time is Brett and Owen, right? Brett and Owen starts at Survivor yeah. Series, Owen being jealous. Then they get back together. You know, they lose to the Quebecers. Brett refuses to tag Owen. Owen turns on Brett. Brett beats Owen at Mania, right? Brett goes Owen told the, the truth champion. the whole time, by the way. He did. Yeah, he did. It was nothing, which was also awesome because he never Brett was selfish. He was never wrong about anything. Yeah. Brett and, was selfish. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, Brett beats him at Mania. Jeez. Brett wins the world title. They don't automatically go into Brett and Owen at the next pay-per-view. No, Owen goes on to win the King in the Ring. Brett goes on to have another feud, and then eventually they come back together for the cage match, and they have the blow-off match. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? They, they yeah. didn't fight the whole time between Survivor Series and SummerSlam. Like Ray said, right. you can have ebbs and flows, you know. And then when it finally ended, it ended with Owen joined Brett and the Hart Foundation three, four years later. And it all came back full circle. It's like, I don't know if they don't, they're not able to write these stories because you have TV writers, and TV writing and wrestling writing is not the same thing. But he needs some wrestling voices. He needs wrestling voices in there because it's like he used to be amazing at telling stories, and now they suck. They're all terrible. I think if uh, – yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think if they produced Raw and SmackDown more like how they did house shows, but with random interviews and segments backstage produced by the producers – uh, and by producers, I mean guys that were actually in-ring stars. Um, I just think small changes like that would pay immediate dividends and make the uh, the wrestlers in the company infinitely um, more relatable to the fans. Just my opinion. I, then I don't know what you would need all those expensive writers for, but um, I, I think if you were to just kind of have a focus on matches and and a focus on well-produced backstage things, um, I think it would be a lot better off. Oh, I think you're definitely yeah. right. And, and have it, so I think that's the first step, that it's twofold. Number one, you need wrestling voices in those discussions because those people are going to know what it is going to take to develop something in wrestling, which is its own unique you know, I understand writing and character development and plot development, but I am not a wrestler. And so there are things that, you know, that stroke could give me that I wouldn't necessarily know or that I wouldn't necessarily have the perspective of. The other thing is that you need, there's a right, I think, I think you, you need, for your TV writers, you need some short story authors in there. Mm-hmm. Choose your own adventure. No, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not choose your own adventure. But <laughs> yeah, something no, in that vein. <laughs> you, you, need some, you need some short story writers in there to, to yeah. pull the TV writers back and say, look, yeah. guys, you are trying to create a self-contained – you're trying to create a self-contained story, 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 
we're trying to create a self-contained story within an anthology of connected stories. And that's not an easy thing to do. You're asking, you are asking the wrestling writers to create every year to create a new copy of the Canterbury Tales, and there's a reason that that's considered to be such a literary classic. But you can't do it with just TV writers. It takes multiple different types of writing and multiple different understandings of how plot and character development work. And it's pretty obvious right now that WWE does not have a complementary stable of those people helping develop the product. Yeah, the Canterbury Tales always reminds me of Cranberry. I don't know why. Well, it's because uh, uh, you have the after the Miller's Tale and the Reeves Tale, you have the Ocean Sprayer's Tale. That's, <laughs> yes, exactly. That's, uh, that's why it always reminds you of that. <laughs> Uh, let's, uh, mm-hmm. speaking of, speaking of being all over the place up, we're going to bring on Justin, uh, by the way, 914-338-1885 is the number to, uh, to call in if you guys want to join us. Uh, what's going on, Justin? How you doing, man? Uh, not much. Not much. You all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, just keeping, keeping myself and all. Keeping and, uh, yourself what? Trying, keeping to myself, just trying to edit some of my videos and some of the last investigations and all that good stuff. How's that coming? I, I haven't. We haven't talked ghost hunting in a while. I, I got away from it a little bit. Oh, it's going. It's going you well. Ghosted it? Oh, it's going well. I'm doing. Uh, got a another one coming up on the 26th. At the beacon, so that should be fun. Now, Did do you think the aliens shine their light? Do you think it's really just them trying to communicate? Uh, uh, it could be rap. It could be rapidly flying in as little flying saucers, but who knows? That could be. Could be could you. Be. You look like you stepped right off a saucer. That's not. I'm, that's what we do. I might have. <laughs> I appreciate the kind words. <laughs> Oh, of course. It's okay. I, I just mean because your eyes are big and the green skin. That, that was all I meant. Yeah, that is, that is kind of true. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Eyes are huge. <laughs> exactly. Now, you, you know, it's more like a long face, not so much the eyes are big. You know, it's more like a, like a, like, 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 like a face like a candy corn kind of. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm kidding, dude. I'm kidding. I'm just having fun. I saw it good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's okay. I, did you see? Did you see? Uh, it's okay. My face looks like. Uh, <laughs> maybe. I was gonna maybe do roll see, up, but uh, that wouldn't be right. I, I don't know what it looks like. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's it's scary. Like it's, a peanut butter. It's pretty cup. scary. I don't even want to Thank comment you. on that one. <laughs> I know. I know. If I comment uh, something mean and nasty, you'll end up being like, "Hey, don't be saying that." But. No, no, no. It's only when you use the F word and the N word that I don't like it. I don't use. I'm, I've been, I've been, I've been good. I haven't, I haven't used it. You have. I've been good. You've been better. I've been, I've been minding my, I've been keeping myself, changing my ways, and all keeping that your, stuff. minding your F's and, and N's. <laughs> so, did you guys see the? Uh, you guys see uh, Royal Rumble? Eric, you have the power to end this. <laughs> I, 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 I know. I, yeah, wait, I this it. isn't that bad. I, I, I saw the Royal Rumble. Did you watch it, Justin? 
I watched it. I watched. I watched it all the way up until. Were you a fan? Up until the, I watched it all the way up until the men's, and then I just, and I was like, hey, you know what? I'm bored. Fell fell asleep right through right through the uh, Royal Rumble, and I was like, my God, WWE cannot. It's the same. It's almost like the same thing. Bringing back the old heads and Edge. Bringing back Edge. Uh, just so we can have one more run, and I'm like, oh my god, I see this has been a fight. Oh, come on now, I don't want to see him fight. That stupid comedian. Jesus. Shout All right, Christian, so you're not an Edge fan. Happy Christian. Christian. you got to be a Bianca Belair fan, right? Or Edge and Christian, yeah, yeah like that's exciting. Bianca, uh, yeah, that was a good match. I was, I was, I was okay with that one. But I was thinking I was Ed. thinking on Raw they should do they should do a um what do you call it? Like a beat the clock challenge with Braun Strowman and Drew McIntyre. Whoever can beat Goldberg the fastest wins the match. Oh, leave Bill alone. That, that match was, that match was I don't think that match <laughs> led up to all the hype that it that it brought in. It's especially when you had, especially when he had uh the fake Goldberg, and then you had the fake Drew McIntyre coming out. I was like, as soon as I heard the music, right. I was like, I was all psyched up. I was like, yeah, the real guys are going to come out and say these are knockoffs. I was like, oh, come on now. You think it's going to be really good, and then it's not? Yeah, I thought it was really good. I was been ready to yell and scream and all that. And I was like, oh, come on now. Thank you, WWE. You got me hyped up, and then you psyched me out. You suck. So, come on, Justin. What are some things you enjoy? Ghost. What are some things I enjoy? Ghost. Ghost. Yeah. Ghost hunting. Wrestling. Wrestling when it's not so sucky nowadays. Shout out to the king. Mm-hmm. And uh, now, I, now I don't even go to Burger King no more. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, I know. Because so typically you weren't able to save that Burger King franchise. We really tried to get the word out there virally, but it just didn't seem to catch on. It did not take on. It did not take on. <laughs> oh, I just got, got tired of fast food with uh, such years, and I was just like, hell with it. I'm not doing this no more. I just See, here's my it. impression of you, Justin, and I've never met you. I think you like fast beer. I think you like fast drugs, and I think you like fast women. Does that sound pretty accurate? Uh, the hell is flash well, drug? You were saying, you were saying, you were saying, uh, fast beer. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, do, I, I, I do like my beer, though. You like your beer? What's your beer of choice? You Wait, let me uh, guess. I, I guess that you would be uh, Golden Anniversary, wherever you can as a celebration. Oh, no, I think a, Justin likes. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let, 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 yeah, let's we're gonna guess at this first. We'll, we'll take a guess. Let's take a guess. Whoever gets I the closest think, without going over. I think. I think Justin. Uh, I think Justin is an old Milwaukee man. Mm. I can see. Derek, you you have a guess for his beer? Uh, he has tattoos, right? Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. Okay. He's, oh, from he's from Virginia. He's from Virginia. Oh, he's definitely not, not from. Uh, you're not? Yeah, you're from Virginia, are you? Oh, no, you're no, from Pennsylvania. No, I was born oh, in Pennsylvania, oh, then I moved down. Okay, but where did you get your tattoos? In Pennsylvania or Virginia? 
Uh, most of them were done in Pennsylvania that I did. Then I started. Okay. I started. I got you. Put more out. Oh, he's a I, I don't want to leave Stro out of this. Stro, do you have a pick for what his beer would be? Wait, Derek, Sharps? did I cut you off? I have no sorry. idea. Okay. <laughs> Derek, did I cut you off? Did you give a beer? I'm sorry. I might have interrupted well, you, you said, with my nonsense. I was, I was going to say Bud Light, but once you said he's from Pennsylvania, Bud I went uh, Blue Moon. Blue Moon. It could have been Yingling, too. Yingling, that's another That's Just another one. That Harry Rudd's text of oranges everywhere. For <laughs> <laughs> What's your beer? What's your beer? Uh, can I change mine? I, I don't like Golden Anniversary. No, I didn't, I, didn't, uh, I didn't hear uh, Stroh's. Sharks. Sharks. Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah, and I'm going to go with... Um, I'm going to go with... Uh, did anyone say Miller Genuine? No. I'll do that. Please don't insult me like that, Brady. Okay, fine. Oh, All right, I'll, I'll tell Wait, you. you had I'll that? tell you the beer. Did you have that? No, I, I know. I guess I think Justin's an old Milwaukee man. Okay. That's an old Milwaukee. He's from Pennsylvania. Yeah. I, I could. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take like a secondary. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Like, I'm gonna blackjack. I'm gonna split my queen. Um, <laughs> might be Keystone. All right, guys, I'll tell you. To break to break it all to you, you guys are all wrong. My beer of choice is Devil's Backbone Vienna Lager. Devil's oh, Backbone. Okay. Oh yeah, shoot, that was gonna be my third guess. And Scro, you actually yeah, messaged me, and you had said, "Ah, Devil. if only I had guessed, if only I had guessed Devil's Backwood Vienna Lager." Yeah, no, Devil's no, Backbone. That stuff is pretty good. Oh, Devil's Backbone, not Devil's Backwoods. Right. Not Devil's yeah, Backwater. Back <laughs> not Devil's Backwater. <laughs> Devil's Backbone. Devil's oh, Backbone. man. Oh, we were all so close. I love it. Yeah, I mean, love it. I still think my old Milwaukee guess was solid. I do, I do have an old Milwaukee <laughs> here and there, but my primary is Devil's Backbone. Yes, old Milwaukee's stuff. your chaser. Oh. Yeah, whatever. That yeah, depends if I go back All home right. and I drink a beer from up home mm-hmm. here and there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, brother. Uh, so, so you didn't like the Royal Rumble. You didn't really care for it. Uh, I thought you were nah, off I mean, wrestling, so it, it's refreshing to hear it that was, you're back. It's a little bit. It's about a. It's about a fifty-fifty, give or take. Fifty-fifty. Mm-hmm. The women 50/50. were better than the men. Can we agree on that? Yeah, I can yeah. say that. Women were amazing. Well, yeah. And I'm so happy for Lisa Marie, by the way, uh, because when we had her on the show a couple of years ago, she sounded like she didn't ever expect to be back anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully and she really legitimately sounded. Yeah, yeah. I saw an interview with her afterwards, and she was like, moved to tears. I was like, well, good for you. Well, yeah. It never made sense to me, all the women that they bring back, that they couldn't use her for something like this. Even if like. And I, I don't know all the nuances of why she hasn't been back, really. I, I, I've heard stories, and I don't really want to comment on stuff that I don't really know. Mm-hmm. And she didn't really get into it. But um, yeah. I always felt like you could still bring her back for shows like this, even if you don't want it to be a regular thing. Um, there's still opportunities there. Enough, I mean, they brought back Melina, for God's sake. Like, I know. <laughs> and yeah. Enough, enough, and they need 
like we were talking about creatives, it'd be nice to have a woman who actually wrestled in the creative room. Because some of these storylines they give these girls, like it seems like the only way they can get, they think they can get women to hate other women is for one woman to call the other one ugly or to call her a bitch. And it's like, come on, like how old are we? Like, yeah, seriously. They, they, they probably need a woman in a room for that. I'm watching Brady beat up a penguin. I'm, I'm oh. wrestling a penguin. <laughs> Yeah. For entertainment. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's well, Brady, you've definitely managed to ah. you definitely managed to to cool this show down by about oh two hundred and seventy three degrees Kelvin. I aim to please. Take care, Justin. Yeah, man, me too. Yeah, dude. Wait. <laughs> Did our host just mute himself? He sure did. <laughs> what happened? Well, now it's the Stroh and Ray show. Stroh, yeah. what do you? Where do you think the WWE moves forward creatively if it's going to do the best by its stars? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, why did that mute? I didn't even touch it. That's weird. Go ahead, Brady. You've been ejected from the show. I'm interviewing Stroh now. Why? Stroh, All right, saying? I'll just wrestle this penguin while we're. We'll work a spirited five-minute match. Go ahead. Don't let me interrupt you. Go ahead. That was a rough bump. (laughs) (laughs) This is the kind of stuff you can only get on the video channel. VOC Nation on YouTube. Was that 10? I wasn't even counting. By the way, I still love it. Um, and, and I hope to God Sheamus isn't the guy that fights Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. Uh, because oh, yeah. that would be horrible. That would be mm-hmm. absolutely horrible. But I still love it when Sheamus takes a guy, uh, exposes his bare chest, and then just beats on him until he wants to stop. I think it's amazing. <laughs> That's almost as good as the giant swing. Oh, I love a good giant swing. And I love that when he did it to Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan kind of put his hands behind his head like he's laying in a hammock and just enjoyed the ride. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. You can see the guys do it right away. Uh, I'm sure part of it was because he swung and then he wanted to make sure no one hit his head. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was cool, though. It was very cool. That was actually I, – I love the fact that Cesaro's back to using that. Um <laughs> But all kidding aside, um, I don't know who Drew McIntyre is going to face at WrestleMania now. If Edge takes on Roman Reigns, which I think is the logical thing to do. Yeah, um, it makes the most sense. Yeah, it does. It, and you know what else? Like, you can't even, like, if you put Edge in there against Drew McIntyre, it's like you can't mm-hmm. win. Because, like, if Edge wins, yeah. then you're burying McIntyre. And if, like, mm-hmm. Edge wins... I'm sorry, if McIntyre wins, then you're like, you're killing the, the whole angle yeah. in a way. But like, if you do it against Roman, it's like, there's a lot of different ways they can go. You know, Roman can kind of cheat him out of it. Um, mm-hmm. Roman can lose to Edge. And because he's a heel, it doesn't really matter. He'll just be able to come back and challenge him again later. Um, there, there's a lot of different ways they can go with it. Um, but poor Drew, who they spent so much time investing in, it's like, I 
I'm afraid it's going to be Sheamus. I don't see who else uh, they have I, him wrestle. The, who's the top heel on that? I guess the top heel is, is Orton and Lashley, right? Orton. Yeah, oh, yeah, Lashley. He, he, they could do Lashley. I was thinking that. I guess, yeah, I guess they can take the belt yeah. off Lashley and they can do him. But, um, or do title for title. Yeah, they they have to do something. I, it's amazing how they've managed to botch the building up a character. And then if you, if you look on, on SmackDown, like you said before, Roman... Before Ed showed up, he could have. He had Daniel Bryan. He had Kevin Owens. They built, you know, they're pushing Nakamura. There's Cesaro. There's so many guys they could have placed in there with Roman. And poor Drew, he has nobody. You don't think it's going to be Miz, do you? Oh, no, I don't. I, I don't. I here's, here's what's amazing about about this corner that they've painted themselves into. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's so let's take the idea of title for title. So if they do title for title, that's your WrestleMania main event, right? Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that that Lash that Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre closes your WrestleMania, mm-hmm. but Edge versus Roman Reigns is somehow further down on the card. I know, I know. Like, Edge and Roman will be the main. So they're doing two nights, right? No, what's your, if you're doing title for title, that has to be your main event. They're doing two nights, right? So technically you need two main events to close both shows. Oh, yeah. That's right. And we know the women aren't going to main event it this year. Because, <laughs> you know, no Ronda Rousey. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah, now that they don't have the 10th or 12th most talented woman on their roster, you know, the women can't main event. Exactly. God forbid. God forbid, God forbid you know, you know, well, Becky's not back yet, really. So um, no, <laughs> yeah. So like, you, know, you know, you know, God for God forbid they do a Liv Morgan. God forbid they build Liv Morgan and have Liv go against. Uh, why, why am I suddenly blanking on the name? Um, well, I can't remember her name. This is not ah, good. Sure. No, what? God forbid! God forbid they have Liv Morgan against Sasha Banks. Oh yeah, it's. Well, no. God forbid they build Liv Morgan and make the, and and make that a title match. They they could. Dear, I, dear Lord, put the snark aside for a second, Derek. Uh, they could do Asuka versus Alexa. But Alexa is like a cartoon character now, so her match is going to have to be. She is. Like, well, they're going to have fans. Yeah, I mean, this year, so you, they could have finally the, end all that nonsense. Yeah. It'll probably be you know what was, now, but. You know what was funny about the women's rumble I meant to bring up? When Alexa Bliss yeah. was getting ready to change, and they all saw it coming, so they threw her out the ring before she could change. That was funny to me. Yeah. Because that, that's wrestlers having that common sense for a change. But <laughs> talking about Drew, it sucked. They didn't just paralyze they, with fear. <laughs> I know. When, when you think about Drew, it makes it, it's kind of angering that they took him and AJ Styles, who had never had a match before, and made it a throwaway TLC match. And it's like, you could have yeah. saved that for Mania and, and built AJ right. back up. And they could have had a great match. And they just threw it away at a random December pay-per-view. I was it's, thinking that, it's, too. It's so weird. Vince, like it, I don't like know. It, maybe it's his old age. Yeah. Go ahead. Now I was going to say, it's he built Warrior up for a year leading into mm-hmm. the Mania match with Hogan. 
You know, mm-hmm. you're talking about Yoko. Look how they built Yoko up leading to his match with Bret Hart. Like, he would build guys up specifically for WrestleMania. And now it's like he has to, you know, go through all the names and see who he can try to make feel important two months out from I, it's sad. I, I think it's because back in the day, Vince actually had wrestlers in his ear. And today, yeah. he just listens to writing teams. And they have the agents work on the quality of the matches, and the quality of the matches is never an issue. Um, yeah. But, but the, the planning and the direction of it is just a mess at times. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to say uh, AJ Styles. Like, you mentioned AJ Styles. And I was thinking that. Like, they burned through that in December. I think I even said it at the time. Like, that's your mania match. I don't know why you do that. It should have either been AJ or Randy Orton against Drew. They should have kept them apart until Mania and have that be the match. I would have been fine with either one of them. But really, if you take AJ Styles and you put him in 1995 or 1996, uh, he's right there with Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. But today, with the mess that it is, he's nothing. He has almost no value unless they need something for everybody to chuckle at, or they need somebody to deliver like a, a really great match. And it's Which a shame. Is, it, it is yeah, a damn shame. Uh, because to me, AJ Styles is probably, um, all kidding aside, I think he's the most developed character uh, aside from Roman Reigns. Yeah. I, I had saw somewhere where somebody said, and Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles, Vince has his modern day Sean, his modern-day Brett, and he doesn't treat either one of them like he treated Brett and Sean during the 90s. And that, that's a problem. Yeah. Because you can put those guys in the ring with anybody, and they can have a great match. Like you said, you can tell AJ yeah. to be a comedy guy. You can tell Daniel Bryan to be a comedy guy, and they make it work. And it's almost like they're too good, so he takes advantage of them because of how good they are. Yeah, well, it's a damn parody booking. Get you yeah. every time. It used to be, and you're right. No, you're right. That 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 kind of that's that that kind of segues into what I was going to say. It used to be that there were guys who were at the top of your card, and sometimes it was because of talent, uh, and because they could, you could use them anywhere, like Savage, or it was because mm-hmm. they just happened to catch white in a battle like Hogan, and then you know have the have the know how to sustain it. Yeah. Um, but there were guys at the top of the card, and there were guys who, you know, floated somewhere in the middle, some closer to the top than others, some closer to the bottom than others. And you used to have guys that were just bottom feeders. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that was okay. And the problem that, you know, they tried it with Heath Slater for a while, but you can't just have one bottom feeder. Yeah. yeah. You know, the a lake does not sustain itself with only one snail. It just doesn't. Like you have to, you have to have a lot. <laughs> That's an interesting I analogy. Heath, I realize I just called Heath Slater a snail, which is <laughs> a terrible insult. But like, you can't. Well, yeah, Brett Myers with him too. It wasn't just yeah. him. <laughs> like you can't, you have to have a variety of people at all parts of the card, and they have to have their roles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it was, you know, it, it used to be okay that the Red Rooster would lose all the damn time. 
Mm-hmm. It was fine. It didn't affect him at all. Yeah. Look at San- yeah, look at Santino. Santino was one of their most beloved characters. He didn't win every match. But he played. Look, Artie he would you know, Yeah, <laughs> you know, and he plays it. But he played his role. They have like Billy Kay. Billy Kay could play that role for there. She's so she's so entertaining that they <laughs> could use funny. her. And and they it's like they use her in bits and pieces. And when it starts to be good, it's like Vince goes, no, 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 it's too much. Of a, and he takes her off TV. It's like why would you ruin you something know, that's working? It's funny because, like, I was thinking about this uh, on Sunday night, like, watching her. Like, um, they want so badly Peyton Royce to be the star from that team. Mm -hmm. And I think they want it almost to, like, a detriment because Billy Kay is clearly, like, about there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, she's – Peyton Royce, you, you can tell. I don't know. It's just, it's different. You know, Peyton Royce gets taken more seriously. And it's like, I know she's got that comedic aspect to her and that's great. But I feel like Billy Kay has just about put it all together since she's been a part. Yeah. And I think it's a shame that she's not really doing it. And and everything she touches work. When when I saw her and there with yeah. Jillian Hall and they were doing, I was like, I yeah. wouldn't mind seeing them on TV. That was Because it'd be in it. It'd be yeah. entertaining, you know. When Shachi shot her, you know, shot her portfolio with her with her tank. It's like stuff like everything they give her to do, she makes it great, <laughs> right. and they just they just refuse to to push her. And it's like, oh, that's sad because if this was twenty years ago, Vince would probably see that and go, let's put her on TV. She makes she's gold, whatever we give her. And now it's like you get punished for being too good if you're not one of Vince's favorites. If nothing else, she would, like, have some guy that she manages, you know, and she yeah, would take something. him right to the top. It just, so. It's not there anymore. It's a shame. They, because the talent is there. Like I said, I feel like every every week that they don't make it better is like a squandered opportunity in a way. And that that is a shame um, because I think um, – Stro, I don't want to sound like I have an ego – but I feel like I could take half of this roster and create a better show than what they were doing in the early nineties. Good luck. With just with just half the roster. <laughs> let, I yeah. mean, let me let me pick half the roster that I would take, and I think I could. I really do. Yeah. I'm real. I'm really good yeah. at the two K games, so I, I have to assume that I'd be able to. I, w- I would love to see how that turned out. Really. <laughs> I, really I think I'd would. be a fun booker. You know what? Some someday maybe. Someday. I got got a lot of irons in the fire, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll have a VOC Nation promotion. How amazing would that be? Oh, oh wow. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh. You're gonna be out there doing so, guys stunners, Brady? <laughs> no. No, Brady's definitely well Brady's gotta be behind the scenes, so he's gotta be kinda as the interviewer, I I would um, be I, I would be like Vince McMahon at the desk. I, uh, what better way to get your talent over? That's true. Now that's true. He was smart when he did that. That was actually I was always a fan of. Well, I suppose, but then who does? Which of us does the commentary with you? Because you don't want a three man booth. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I'll flesh well, it out. I'll, I'll think sh- about it. 
I was to imagine it'd be Stro because he could actually do the color and actually tell what the guys are doing in the ring. He he has the most knowledge. That's true. Roles. That does make the most That's sense. That's true. Yeah, Eric. I guess you and I have to be managers. Oh, oh. Yeah. I did commentary with Kat. I did commentary with Kathy before, and she just giggled the whole time. So I don't think that would work. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, Kathy. Uh, Okay. You, you guys, you guys are be good managers. Yeah. Um, and can we can we you be like the managers? Yeah, yeah we want to be the old time managers. Yeah. I'm going to be more like Classy Freddie Blassie. Um, there you go. I was going to book you as Ray Fuji. Ray Fuji. No, 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 no. no. I'm more like I'm more like Classy. <laughs> <and that's laughs> and then, Ray Fuji. And then Derek. <laughs> see, I see Derek as a Bobby the Brain. I can see that. Yeah, I was gonna say I used to love how they used to they used to trade talent. So like Fuji would sell a contract to Heenan, and then Heenan would sell a contract to Slick. They were always doing business. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh man, like, that was great like, stuff. Like I remember uh, Jimmy Hart doing an interview talking Ooh. about um, how he sold King Kong Bundy to Bobby Heenan. And it was like one of the worst trades he ever made because King Kong went or King uh, King Kong Bundy went on to like main event WrestleMania, you know. And oh, Jimmy oh, Hart, <laughs> when Jimmy Hart left the Hart Foundation and stole all that money, and Anvil was going crazy yeah. in the interview, <laughs> he took twenty percent of my money. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I was a big fan of when uh, the Big Boss Man and Akeem broke up with Slick. Well, actually, I guess it was the big boss man broke away, and then, then uh, the whole million dollar belt and the snake bag and all that stuff. That the, the whole thing that, was yeah. just amazing. That 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 time boss period. Man was he was perfectly fine getting the belt back till he found out Slick did it for money. Then they was like, "Oh, wait a minute! I only did this because it was thievery, not because money was." Involved. And he didn't get any money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, that's the kind of stuff they just don't do today. It, so it's just not easy. there. Yeah, it's so easy too. Yeah. It's not hard. Instead, it's they make all these things like that. Yeah. Instead, they just rely on pop culture references that alienate half your audience, and uh, honestly, don't have much to do with anything. It almost comes off like name name dropping. Yeah. Not a fan. It, it does. It does. Yeah. You think if, if we did the if we did our own promotion, you think we could get Virgil? Is he doing anything? Oh these days? yes. You know, I mean, you, know you, yes. you got to pay him. You got to pay the booking fee. No, I think we just give him like a hot meal and tell him to bring <laughs> his merch table. Yeah, bring it. Bring your merch table with you, Virgil. <laughs> well, I think he would anyway. I don't even think he would ask. Yeah, you wouldn't even have to ask. Him yeah, would just be there. Yeah. He now, probably would like, want to be your champion too, but I think we could work with that creatively. Here's what I think we do. <laughs> I think I think we don't say anything, but if he just brings his merch table, like you know, like un, uninvited, I think that we have a match set to put. I think every match puts someone through the table, and like Virgil <laughs> just keeps rebuilding it, and every time, every time the next match, someone goes through the table. I'll tell you what, you haven't li- you haven't lived until you've seen Virgil get kicked out of a bar because he brought his own Wawa hoagie. Awesome! It was, it was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. That's awesome. 
<laughs> it was amazing. I think Kathy was there for that. I know I was. Kathy's so nice. She's probably the one that bought him the hoagie. <laughs> we drove him to Wawa and then bought him the hoagie and then drove him yeah, back. Right. Yeah, I could and, see and that. Like probably gave him like very specific instructions, like do not bring the hoagie to the bar. Probably, and she probably went in and actually pressed the screen for him because he was, I was about to too busy networking in the off. car. When he got in there, he was like, I'm, I'm a little shook. You think you can help me out? Fine. But don't bring it inside. <laughs> I won't. Why and then he brings out a million-dollar belt, Virgil. <laughs> it's worth a million dollars. You know, that it keeps going back to me. We did that convention a couple of years ago in Woodbury Heights, New Jersey. It was Stroke, Kathy, myself, and Ratboy, and the table was right next to Virgil's table. And Virgil had the million-dollar belt, like, kind of positioned right in front. It was beautiful. And uh, Ratboy brought his cardboard rat trap title and tried to switch it out with Virgil, and I thought there was going to be a fist fight. Stro, did you not think there was going to be a fist fight there? Uh, he was not happy about Ratboy touching his title. <laughs> all, all I, get, I remember Ratboy uh, putting his cardboard belt on Virgil's table and asking if he won a title shot. And Virgil, Virgil was laughing. He said, get that piece of ass off my table. Oh, my That's God. right. <laughs> <laughs> you were the title shot. That was funny. That's amazing. <laughs> that and he gets harassed in New Jack. I said, stop, stop talking to New Jack. Because it's going to come back to dangerous, though. He's my pet, you know. If my, if, my dog, if my dog poops on New Jack's lawn, he's not coming after mm-hmm. the dog. He's coming after me. Yep. You know, the first thing you're going to say is, who you Right, exactly. And then, you know what he says? Oh, we got in the room, BOC Nation, back corner. (laughs) You know that's the first thing he says. (laughs) Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey, it's time for the morning after. (laughs) That was Oh, Rat Boy, why did you do that to us? You could have gotten me killed. I'm sorry, but I had to do something. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I wanted to I do? I wanted to get. I I, <laughs> I think he just sits and listens. I wanted to get a a children's pen. You know, like like you put like a like an infant in like a giant circular pen, and I wanted to just tell him, stay inside the pen behind our table. People can see you. That not unlike like the not unlike like the old circuses back in the day. The zoo, right? Exactly. Like people can Let's come up and see in. it. You don't necessarily yeah. go and pet the polar bears, you know. Exactly. You see them, you yeah. know. Please, please don't feed it because he'll follow you. Right. I mean, <laughs> the the whole story, like how Rat Boy got started. Uh, uh, voice of choice is his, his ex wife told him, uh, "Don't let Rat Boy in the car with you." And he's driving to a <laughs> convention, and and he's going around the circle of the exit ramp. And he sees mm-hmm. Rapley walking on the side of the road toward the convention on the highway exit ramp. And, uh, and he stops and lets him in. And two wives later, for Bruce, uh, we're still here with Rapley. <laughs> so in a way, in a way, Bruce has invested more money in Rapley than he has in any of us. Uh I suppose. I mean, 
he certainly is funding this gigantic operation here. So true. Yeah. True. But like, think about it. Like, like think about it. Bruce. Has, think about it. Bruce. Because if he doesn't get divorced the first time, he mm-hmm. can't get divorced the second time. So the total cost of both divorces really is on Rat Boy. Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, and Ratboy's also to blame for Bruce going away for five years and leaving me to run the whole thing, um, which was the smaller years where we we lived on a tight budget where only the blog talk was paid for, and uh, we did okay. But certainly things are a lot better now, Ratboy. Uh, No thanks to you. Okay. 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 I'm just playing, (laughs) Ratboy. All right. If you if you're feeling bad, just go get some free milk from Seven Eleven. Oh yeah, have you gotten free milk lately? Uh, not yet because the Seven Eleven is closed right now. Because they're closed out of eleven. <laughs> Did you drain them of milk? No, the milk truck didn't come yet. I I just picture him like knocking over the milk truck and like because they said he could have free milk, he just assumes he can take the liberty of. Uh, destroying no, the milk truck to get up the yet. milk before it goes in you the store. You said I could have it. You said I could have it, damn it. <laughs> now, when the milk truck comes, is it like, like, is it like a gas station where they bring the milk and they fill up the pumps? No. <laughs> I don't got no pumps yeah. over here at the uh, 7-Eleven. No pumps? Ain't no 7-Eleven. Okay. Uh, 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 I got three tweets for, for Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. Three choices. Good. One could be the Miz. Think about it. He's still got the belt. He's still got the briefcase. I don't want to think about it. Mm. It, it could be please the Undertaker. Don't think about that. That could oh, be what they're thinking. No, it's not going to be the Undertaker. <laughs> okay. 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 How about how about this one? <laughs> the Super Bowl champ, Tom Brandy. Okay. Mute his mic, Brady. All right. Uh, Tampa Bay. <laughs> I love it. Thanks, Rat Boy. Uh, do do you guys ever league. watch the league? Like when the league was on, you remember that show on FX? Yeah. <laughs> that was an amazing show. It was about friends that played fantasy football together. And the one guy, mm-hmm. I just remember him going. Uh, he he accidentally drafted Tim Brady instead of Tom Brady. It was the most amazing Tim thing. Brady. <laughs> He's like Tim Brady, mother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ray, you look like you went for a swim there. You all right? <laughs> He's delirious. <laughs> we drove him crazy. Okay, so, so so okay, so who's who's pray tell? Who's your third option? It was Tom Brady. It was Tom Brady. Tom, oh. Tom Brady. Here's what's amazing. Two amazing things. No, I'm sorry, call. Tom Brandy. Tom Brandy. Okay. Number two, two amazing That's what things he said. in this call. Yeah. <laughs> Number one, somehow Tom Brady is the best of those three choices. <laughs> and number two, he's the youngest of those three choices. To, no, like <laughs> Miz is young. <laughs> so he's definitely the most. And number two. Can, can we go back to the? Can we go back to the more disturbing thing here? What the hell? Seven Eleven isn't twenty four hours. I know. Yeah, that's a good question. 
I don't want to bring him back and ask him. Well, let's just take no, it don't, don't do that. But like, yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe when it gets dark in Trenton, maybe they close. Sorry. I mean, because I'm thinking even the, even the, um, our, our, our West Coast version of 7-Eleven up the street that I'm going to go to after the show is over, even they're open till 2, and they just close from 2 to 4. Yeah. Like, even if your 7-Eleven isn't 24 hours, what the hell convenience store closes at 11 o'clock at night? Not very convenient. No, that's, that's just a store. Back back to Tom Brandy. How how awesome would it be to see him come in and like always cheat in his matches? You know, he oh, could like loosen like to? the ropes one time. You know, he could like. <laughs> who do you allude to, Brady? <laughs> he'd be he'd be like. <laughs> Grog's his manager. He'd be like he'd be he'd be putting like yeah Gronk as his manager. He'd be like um using like um like ether and like the corner post or whatever to like knock out his opponents, you know. But whatever he's got to do to win, basically the same as he does in football, you know. If he has to cheat, he has to cheat because um, he's the he's the goat. He's the goat. And then right. as he gets o- as he gets um, older, he'll, he'll he'll surround he'll surround himself with younger great talent, and he'll take all the credit for when they win, you know. Right. With a couple old friends. How, I don't care how the Super Bowl goes, Tom Brady will never be better than Warwick Dunn when it comes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going to throw Thank that you. out there right now. Thank you. <laughs> I like Warwick Dunn. Somewhere Derek Brooks is, is, is somewhere Derek Brooks is in the car throwing it out of anger. I, I love the work done. That whole era: Derek Brooks, work done, Mike Allstott, John Lynch. Oh, they were amazing. Allstott, yeah, yeah. Think the other one, uh, Lynch, yeah. Go ahead. Didn't that collection of talent, the the that Super Bowl wasn't? Didn't didn't they get Brad Johnson a, a Super Bowl ring? Yes, Brad just showed up to work every day. Yeah, he just showed up and did yeah. no interceptions. Warren Sapp's another one. I thought Warren Sapp was amazing back in the day. Oh, yes. And he was a teammate yeah, was of The so Rock, good. too. They were buddies. so good. Yeah. Yeah. That was a painful what a, what a, year, what? the year that the Eagles were supposed to go to the Super Bowl and Tampa oh, yeah, Bay right. stepped in and said, oh, well, nah. Yeah, that's when they were. Yeah, but at least that was a legitimate Bucks team. Yeah. Like, there's no shame in losing to that team. Well, like, Warren Sapp tells a story where they all said Brad Johnson down at the beginning of the season and said, look, we only need you to score 10 points a game, and we'll take care of the rest. (laughs) What a job to have as a quarterback. That's amazing. That's basically what they did. Yeah. You know, I, even in, like, that NFC Championship game I was talking about, like, I think they had two or three defensive touchdowns. They did. It was, it was ridiculous. Can, uh, can you imagine – Rondé Barber? Being an, oh. Can you imagine being an NFL quarterback and having your defense sit you down and saying, look, we got you. You just need to be better than Trent Dilfer. <laughs> yeah, just don't make any mistakes. Are you hear me? And then Trent – He's like a reverse. He's like a – yeah. Yeah, no, I was going to say he's like a reverse Drew Brees or uh, Aaron Rodgers for so many years, you know? Yeah. Well, those Where they got to put up 50 everything. points if they want to win. <laughs> and hope your defense you know, takes a last stand. <laughs> and hope the defense can keep them under 40. <laughs> yeah, like, come on, man. Just one stop, please. One. 
Well, that's the argument that Manning's better than Brady is that like, like yeah, sure. I'd like I would have liked to see Brady win with some of those Manning defenses too. Manning opponents were scoring on the Colts before Manning sat down. Yeah, yeah he was already down fourteen nothing. <laughs> like what? How? There was like one playoff game where they were down twenty-one nothing before he got on the field because like they, they, I think it was like the the the, the opposing team scored, then like they kicked it off and I guess they returned it or I I don't know they somehow got him to fumble it and returned it for the touchdown. I don't remember. It was crazy. It was maybe like, it was only four. Two weeks. I might be like mistaken. two weeks ago. The, the Bills played the Chiefs and I had to I had to run to the aforementioned Seven Eleven and they were winning nine nothing. I went to Seven Eleven. Yeah. I come back. I, I see Josh Allen on the sideline looking sad. And I'm, I was like, "What, what happened? They're winning." <laughs> and my and my son goes, "No, it's twenty one nine now." I was like, "What? Twenty one nine? Yeah. Wow. I I ain't saying Kansas City is definitely going to win the game. I hope that they do. Uh, but I I will say they, you don't sleep on Kansas City, man. They're they're too no. good. They're no. they're too explosive. No. San Francisco no. learned that last year. They score too fast. It's almost like they like being down so they can just throw the ball the first half. Yeah. 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 Good deal. That is a solid Good deal. Well, I I, I think – I don't know if you guys had anything you wanted to add for this week. I I, I feel like we've – is the the Super Bowl is – oh, is it this week? Yeah, it is. It's a Sunday. Wow. I mean, I'll watch it because I like Kansas City. I, I always have. Uh, people give me a hard time because I like them, because you can't be a fan of two teams. But I, I always like, um, you know, but I, I honestly don't know what to expect. I, I am, the second I say Kansas City is going to win, you know, Tim Brady's going to go <laughs> crazy. So. I'm going to judge them. <laughs> yeah. I I made the I mistake so earlier sad. in the year of calling them the system goats, so. <laughs> can't do that. I, no. Yeah, don't do that. I, I have a soft spot <laughs> in my heart for Kansas City because growing up, Derek Thomas was, like, one of my favorite players. So I, yeah. Like, he's one of my favorite players. So I have a yeah. soft spot for Kansas City. I also think it's funny that when Andy Reid was in Philly, everybody in the league made fun of him and said he choked under pressure, and now everything he does oh, yeah. in crunch time works. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing he, he, how that he, works. So, he 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 lo- he 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 won the lottery of the century by getting Mahomes because I don't even think um, like I, he 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 positioned well to get him, but I think he just could have could have just as soon taken somebody else. You know, yeah. I think it's just the and way it worked out. That's amazing to go from Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes. What a yeah. holy moly! What a, what a what a I know right there. I know. Yeah, yeah, but I. Mean, I yeah. Good. Oh, right. I was gonna say I don't. I mean, you're not mad about Alex Smith. No, you're not. Yeah, yeah no. that's that's winning the lottery. I don't know. I think. I think Andy Reid would be doing just as well if he had Deshaun Watson. I don't think yeah. that the talent level between Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. I I don't think yeah. I don't think the talent level between them is extraordinarily different. I think the difference is no. that Patrick Mahomes doesn't have an it hasn't had an idiot coaching him. Exactly. And, oh, yeah. and they right. went out there Yeah. Yeah, He's and they smart. went out there and they gave him, you know, Tyreek Hill who's probably the fastest human in looks like would ever be on a football field. Yeah. And and you give and, him and the, other, the other thing mm-hmm. sorry. 
No, go ahead. The, the other thing that's to uh, Mahomes' benefit is that, um, or at least to Andy Reid's benefit, because he always had a problem with clock management, is Mahomes doesn't put him in positions where they have to waste uh, time trying to figure out what they're going to do because he'll just take charge and do it if, yeah. if they're running short on time. And that's where that's – because where, Donovan McNabb always had to wait for the next play to come in, and that that was what killed him on the Eagles every time. He'd be out of timeout you know, sometimes with 10 minutes left in the game. I remember that. I, re- I remember that. And I'd be like, it's it's the third yeah. quarter. Where did all the timeouts go? <laughs> right. They had to call them before yeah. the play clock ran out. Like, why? Yep. We're, we're challenging some idiot play that, like, nobody would ever challenge, you know? You don't want read. Yeah. But I love the Chiefs. I always do. I, I liked them when uh, Joe Montana went there. And That's then somebody right. said to me, well, why weren't you just a 49ers fan then? And I didn't have an answer. I just thought it was cool I that hate, he could go there and win. I hate people who don't understand. You could be a fan of players who don't necessarily play for your team. Like, I hate that people can't understand right. that concept. Like, my yeah. buddies growing up used to be like, like, Derek, you're supposed to hate the Eagles. How do you like Jeremiah Trotter? Like, because he's awesome. That's why. Like, I don't, I don't. Trotter is like. You know, but, you know, I met Jeremiah you know, Trotter I'm, I'm, at a Subway. Is he like scary the sandwich shop. Like is he scary? <laughs> he is, dude. He walked in, he and I was like, I, I said to my buddy, I said, I know him from somewhere, and I, I don't know where, <laughs> but he was, he looked, he looked like Alm, he looked like, uh, like Almas, like he looked like uh, AJ Styles guy, um, he's, just yeah, a big tall Jack dude, and he came in with his little guy, you know, and it was just. It was, but as soon as the employee told me who he was, I, I I had to go up and say hi, and he was amazing. But his hand was like, like his hand enveloped mine for a handshake. Like there was no, he, yeah. he could have easily broken my. He was a big dude. I remember he used to do like always, interviews like, in the locker room. He'd like do post game interviews and like just his shirt. Yeah. But it was still look like he had on shoulder pads. It's like, come on, man, why yeah. are you that big? Yeah. And I remember, like, the year that um, – but for non-Eagles fans, it doesn't mean much. But, like, the year that um, – or I think it was two years that he was away from the Eagles. He left because uh, Andy Reid thought he was about done. And he left and he went to Washington. He signed a big deal. And this was before the days of social media. But he would, like, go on, like, blogs or do interviews or whatever, talking about how he was going to go McNabb hunting that weekend. Like, it was, like, the most oh, amazing God. thing, you know? He was like he was talking oh trash God. before there was social media. That's scary. Him and James Harrison. It's funny. Legit scary. Him and James Harrison and still is legit scary. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. So anyway, um, I guess we'll see what the big game brings. But uh, yeah, and it'll be weird too without the stadium absolutely packed. Um, yeah, I think something like uh, yeah. I think they said twenty five thousand, which is going to be the same attendance for a Mania when they're there. They're going to have twenty five thousand. <laughs> really? That's still a lot of people. Uh, ain't it? I know it's, it's just crazy. a shame. It's just a shame. Good old Florida. Yeah, Good they old really Florida. Florida's going to Florida. Let everyone. Yeah. Yeah, I think they should have everybody bring like an important tax document, and they could have a super shredder event at the Super Bowl. <laughs> that was stupid. <laughs> I apologize. Um, 
Yeah, but it, you know what? It'll it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting for sure. And and I'm excited to uh, to talk about WrestleMania more as we, uh, you know, continue to uh, work toward that. Um, Derek, did you have anything you wanted to plug for this week before we get out of here? Uh, no. Um, everybody, like I said, it's still good to be back. Uh, work doesn't suck anymore. It's good so to I, have you. I should be I should be back to my normal schedule. Uh, appearances. Um, it doesn't snow everybody... again, right? <laughs> I know. My my wife was like, "Oh, it might snow on Sunday." I said, "Well, I'm not going in. I'm going to be watching football, uh-huh. so they can kiss my ass." <laughs> but, <laughs> Good um, for you. Good for you. Every, everybody enjoy the the Super Bowl, and I saw yeah. Edge is going to be on NXT. I saw Edge is going to be on NXT. I don't know what he's going to do there, but if you're into the fact you know, watch gonna... Edge on NXT. He's he's gonna tease that he's challenging Finn Balor probably. <laughs> yeah, but nobody believes. Yeah. <laughs> no, he'll probably fight him that night. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what they do. Uh, Ray, did you have anything you wanted to uh, to talk about on the way out? You know, not especially. Um, you know. Um, I, I mean, I guess like a serious shout out to all the people who do uh, do the, the snow plowing and removal in the Midwest and the Northeast. I don't have to put up with it because I live five feet from the surface of the sun. And so it's not. It's, I'm so jelly about that. Yeah. It's not a serious. It's because it's, it's, I mean, it's not great in like June. Um, but while, while Derek was suffering um, uh, in, in the Midwest, they were, they were plowing too. And, um, props to whatever kid who knows if he's listening or not whatever kid was sent to plow my parents entire new housing division um, with no plow just a shovel by himself oh, oh boy oh, for like, for like six hours I, I had to do my car like, and you would have thought I was like being like tortured I guess people were like screaming. inviting him in and like warming him up and treating him because that's sweet that's good. Oh, lost. back. Show. Amazing. Oh my God. Yes. Um. And uh, other than that, make sure you tune into the Stroh Zone. I will be there. Me too. Uh, oh, bro. What else do you have coming up? Uh. Well, Thursday night, WCW Retro, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, here on VirusNation.com. Um. The topic of discussion for Thursday night will be. Um, greatest cruiserweights and junior heavyweights in wrestling. So please oh. tune in for that. And Friday night, that'll be good. Friday night on um, Strozone at midnight Eastern Standard Time on my Facebook page, facebook.com/strozomaestro, will be uh, the feature will be Phantom from Space in the 50s. So uh, please tune in for that as well. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, so, anyway, thank you, everybody, for checking out In the Room tonight right here on VOC Nation. Of course, we'll be back next week, same time, uh, 9 Eastern. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube if you haven't yet. VOC Nation on YouTube. Just go check it out. Uh, in the Room and Wrestling with History, both uploaded there. Uh, I'll be coming back out, ECWA, two big shows, one in April, and then uh, that is a Night of Unusual Matches. And then in May, the Super 8 Tournament, the 24th edition, returns. Uh, MMA star Matt Mikowski will join Ricky Morton. Actually, Ricky Morton going to be part of Super 8 this year. Isn't that going to be amazing? I, um, I'm really That's hoping cool. we can get Ricky on the show to talk about it. Um, because I, I, it's cool. It's just different. You know, I, I like that kind of stuff. I like 
you know, when it's somebody different. Uh, so that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. I, I think Jerry Lynn was, um, before it was previously the oldest person to win Super 8, and he was in, like, his early 40s. I would imagine uh, Ricky's got to be in his 50s, right? I would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least. Yeah. <laughs> sure, what do you think? Ricky Morton, he got a shot in the Super 8? As good as any, Ricky never ceases to amaze me, man. It is amazing. He's the Energizer Bunny, man. (laughs) He He is. He's got more energy than me, that's for sure. Wasn't he on AEW doing, like, Canadian Destroyers? Yeah, he's still still, still got it. Exactly. I thought he was done 10 years ago when he was feuding with Kevin Nash, but never say never, man. That's incredible. Uh, So tickets and information for that event, uh, ecwawrestling.com, and we'll be sure to talk more Super 8 in the coming days and weeks. Uh, don't forget to check us out on all forms of social media. Uh, don't forget to go to VOCNation.com and check out all the great stuff uh, each and every day of the week, live and on-demand content uh, for all of you guys. Uh, in my opinion, it's the greatest collection of uh, talent that you could ever assemble. Uh, so be sure to check that out at VOCNation.com. Thank you to the cast and crew of In the Room. Thank you to Stro, to Kathy, to Derek, to Ray, to Matt. Uh, thank you to all the callers. You guys make it fun. You mix it up. And I couldn't be happier with the whole thing. Everybody take care. Have a great week. And uh, enjoy the Super Bowl. And be glad if you shovel down. If not, you got a lot of work ahead of you right now. Mm-hmm. All right. Take care, yep. everybody. Be safe. Love you all. Bye-bye.